0: If I were to get a pair for me, I would probably go with the 30 A's, like the step up from that.
1: Sure, but what's wrong with a nice set of double D's?
0: <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Uh. Um, but yeah, last time last time we recorded with, uh, I recorded with Zach. We sat on the back porch with the, uh, with the fire and everything, and I just pulled this outside with an extension cord. Beautiful. And we just, you can hold these if you want to. If you don't want to sit there on the stand, you can just bring them up to you but uh dude i love i love i love these uh sm58s oh, they sound good go wrong. no wrong that's why they're cloned that's why i mean that's why you've seen them for years you know we were watching something the other day here let me let me do this real quick let me yeah. do this real quick It is Lopez Radio, the last 2020 episode of the year Ever I think think ever, ever of ever 2020 It's never going to happen again No I mean, a lot of people hope it won't happen again, ever (laughs) What if this is like one big groundhog day of a year? (laughs) Well, put your little hand in mine (laughs) Wake up on January 1st
1: It's January 1st, 2020 And it is cold out there My favorite thing Bill Murray did was get the groundhog and drive off the cliff.
0: (laughs) He let the groundhog drive too, which is amazing. Fuck it, man. (laughs) We were talking about this the other night, just how amazing that just that run that Bill Murray had in the eighties of just so many good movies. We watched my favorite my favorite Christmas movie ever, Scrooge.
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, Yeah.
0: It's just the best interpretation of that story ever.
1: Well, okay, so I don't know. Like, as far as Bill Murray movies go, I Mm -hmm. think you have to talk about Caddyshack. Sure. I think you have to talk about Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. Then you've got uh, Lost in Translation. Yeah. Like, what's the other? Add add one more to that list of the must-see Bill Murray movies. All right. give Give me those again. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day.
0: Lost in Translation. Lost in
1: Translation. We can add Scrooge as well. Scrooged. Yeah, give me give me a five. Round off of um, five.
0: Well, Ghostbusters. Okay. Yep. There it is. I mean, we could stripes.
1: Oh, stripes is great. Yeah. Meatballs. Uh, meatballs was
0: meatballs wasn't really so much
1: him though. No. Um. Uh, who? What's the uh, the guy that wrote uh, the Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, all that? Uh, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Like he must have been the glue that held all that together.
0: He was one of them. Dan Aykroyd did a lot of writing on Ghostbusters. Um. Which, because he it just tapped into what he loved. You know, he, he loves that right. weird, like, sci-fi ghost shit, so.
1: Right, but, I mean. Supernatural. But, I mean, Harold Ramis was. He wrote a lot of stuff. I mean, that was Stripes. That was Harold Ramis. I mean, he wrote but, so much of all that stuff. What Wasn't he in on. Um, uh, was he in on Blues Brothers with Aykroyd and Belushi? It wouldn't surprise me, but I think I think that
0: was mostly Aykroyd and Belushi. I I, I wanna say. I mean right. we don't have I mean, we're sitting at the at the dining room table right now and uh, and doing this, so I don't have my master computer in front this of me.
1: This is this is the best way to talk. You know, this is like just pontificate. What we, we, we what we lost is the having the internet at your hand so you can go, you know, what didn't didn't this happen? And you're like, I think it did and actually it didn't, but for the rest of the night we all agree on that reality and we just yeah. keep moving forward.
0: The agreed reality. Yeah. That's what we're going to call the agreed reality of 2020.
1: Well, that's the problem with that's the problem, right? Mm. Is that me and my parents and yours and your parents and, and there's a lot of us in this world that don't agree that the same thing happened
0: everybody's got their own reality in their head of, of any story ever like you could be telling a story where everyone was there but everyone lives it better that's why when you're in like let's say it's christmas eve you're with all the family and you're sure, like sure, oh sure. god you remember that year that blah 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 and blah 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 happened and then someone goes no 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 i was standing right over here and you know right. that's that to piece it together in like a weird four rooms type of situation is it's kind nice. at the end of the day i'm gonna believe you yeah at the end of the day, we come to a mutual like we'll come to a mutual agreement of what yeah. happened. Yeah.
1: I, we were talking about Christmases with my mom, okay And quite possibly one of the most memorable Christmases that I had growing up. All right. was uh, one year uh, for Christmas, we received this playhouse, and it was basically a uh, quarter wall, like so it was a studded out quarter wall. It was, it was only like half half high. And it was two of them on a hinge. And so what you did is when you opened up the hinge mm. and you put it in a corner, you didn't have a playhouse because he, my dad had built like a doorway you could walk through and had windows and windows like planters.
0: It's just kind of like those bookshelves for the book fair where they right. just clasp together, but then they open up and now you've got a fucking bookstore all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Something similar to that. Yeah. And so, and, but you could put it in the corner and boom, it was a playhouse mm. and like, and then. There's a couple of other gifts that, that Christmas, but it was memorable and it was an awesome Christmas and we played with that playhouse and we played with most of the gifts. And that, my mom's
0: that took you through some years.
1: Right. My mom's like, that was the poorest we'd ever been as a family. Like we had that we we had less money that year than any other year.
0: I think that that's what I find so so memorable about those those Christmases. You know, when I was you know, around that age of like five, six, seven, mm-hmm. um, because it's a, those are the Christmases I remember the most because y- you're never going to be as excited about anything as a kid than, than Christmas day or Christmas Eve, depending on how you celebrate um, and getting those, even just those one or two things that you really did want, or even just getting things period. Like, cause you just, you didn't know, like you, at that point in time, you have no concept of what money's about. You just know that, I'm getting some stuff for Christmas, man. It's going to be great. Santa's going to be hooking me up this you're, year.
1: That's, that's what I realized. I realized this two or three years ago, but this year it was less than it was last year. Mm. So I realized because of that, it's a little...
0: There's a sweet spot.
1: There's something happening. But in about two years, you're going to get to see the other side of that coin mm-hmm. where you're that kid and you're like, this is the best day ever. Mm-hmm. You're that kid that's like, now you have to go to sleep tonight because someone's going to come break into the house, put a bunch <laughs> of presents out just for you. And you have to sleep through all of this and wake up tomorrow, but don't wake up mom and dad too early.
0: Yeah. We have to sleep through this too.
1: <laughs> and expect, and you're going to expect this kid to go to bed. Yeah, I can remember can like remember Christmas Eve, like trying to go to sleep. And I was like, I can't go to sleep. I'm fucking wide awake. Yeah, yeah. Like who are you kidding? I remember,
0: I remember. A specific- and you wake up
1: at like three 30 in the morning, like, is it too early, York?
0: Yeah, I all remember right. specifically. Like, if I can be local here, right? We're talking about, you know, just outside of Atlanta, right? Um, for those of you that don't live in Georgia, uh, going trying to go to sleep. It's the same Christmas that the uh, the Game Boy came out. the uh, The original Game Boy with right, Tetris right. and all that stuff. I can still see the box and everything it had those weird fucking you know, cyber hands that were holding it. Yeah, um, and. I remember trying to go to sleep and and I, I would always go to sleep to the radio on my little alarm clock in my room, power 99. Um, and I remember specifically hearing CNC Music Factory. And this is all, like this is around all this time when all this like dancing clubby like new wave. So CNC might have been a little late. CNC was like 90s, but right. but it was power 99 and that was the biggest station in Atlanta and it was it played all the 90s or the 80s stuff that you heard right. but i remember falling asleep to that 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 particular christmas cuz it was also around the time of teddy ruxpin michael jackson's wow. bad like mm-hmm. all that stuff is happening around that same time and uh th- th- those are just like i knew looking back on it like i knew my parents were broke they were you know two two people in their early to mid 20s that had a had two kids at that point cuz i think joe was there at, the, at this point and like you know just figuring things out. You know, it was a big deal. You had to save a lot throughout what, the year. No. So
1: you're going to get the other side of that coin mm-hmm. because you're going to get to see your kids open up a present. And it's it's sometimes you can guess the present that's going to like just blow your kid over. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, you. was 64. It could be that kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: You know when you've bought that present. Yeah. That this is like
0: the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah.
1: You know, you know, you've done it. But there's sometimes you'll buy a present like a throwaway or just a secondary like I saw this at the the five below at the buy me now section and I bought it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that just like atta- your kid just attaches to it.
0: Yeah. There's going to be some random thing. But you get like a kush ball. I, I had a kush like, ball that I was like <laughs> I don't remember what else I got that Christmas. I got that kush ball but I loved that thing.
1: Yeah. And like your parents probably spent fifty bucks on something, and then like two dollars <laughs> on that koosh ball, and you're like, "I love this koosh ball," and you're like, "I could have bought you fifty of those fucking things." <laughs> Man, yeah, but yeah, no. So I, yeah, I've these last couple of years have been really swell because we've been able to hit the kids with things, and they've been like over the moon about it, and just super appreciative. And you get to see them smile and light up, and it's. Getting to be the other side, like I said, it's going to take you about two, two and a half years.
0: Yeah, to where you, they know what's going on. Yeah. Right.
1: You you guys keep skipping it. I, let me do a shameless plug for this guy's podcast. <laughs> so, if you're listening, I love
0: this podcast, by the way. I, lo- I love the new podcast if, we've been doing.
1: If you're listening to, you know me, if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened before. And this you is know, Banshee,
0: by the I don't even think I did a proper joke. This it. is Banshee, of Banshee Radio.
1: Whatever. No, it's, what I'm trying to say is that, that I'm a big fan of Lopez's uh, podcast. And some of my favorite podcasts he does are the ones he does with Sheets, mm-hmm. and then the ones he does with his wife Krista. Those are my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, just recently, he's been doing a podcast with just him and his wife every week, and it's basically them doing what's to be expecting because yeah. they're, they're expecting a child. Um, spoiler alert! And they're just doing every week what's to what's to be expecting. They're just talking what's about going it. Our minds, yeah. It's normally anywhere from about forty five to an hour and a half. Uh and it's it's yeah, it's my favorite podcast or, or like with Lopez and his wife, Krista. Mm-hmm. And this is just I get it every week and it's been great. And you guys are always funny. Yeah. The, 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 him! Bad- <laughs> him. And the uh <laughs> but as a father, some of my favorite parts are you guys talking about like Things that aren't going to happen until your, your daughter's going to be like one, one and a half. Right. right? Where there's going to be a moment in time. and I'm remembering roughly. Mm-hmm. And as a dad, this was the funny thing that me and Melissa, my wife, would play. So at the time, I was in the military. Uh, we were in, in England when I, my first daughter was born. Yeah. And uh, so I'm working every day in the military in the shop. And she got a job working at the uh, basically the daycare. On yeah. base. Mm-hmm. So she's taking care of like the colonel's daughter and stuff like that. Right. And she's in the, the, the one to two year old room. That's what she specializes in. So she sees little kids all the time. And as a father and as someone who doesn't pay attention to these things, you don't know that there's a difference between a baby who's two months old and a baby who's five months old. Yeah.
0: It's an, it's an incredibly, I mean,
1: there's a reason why they count, quick. they count the months because things happen that quickly. Right. Right. right.
0: So, so much development.
1: Right. So then it became the game while we were out shopping or while we were out and about, we would see a baby, and I would go, eight months? And my wife would go, no, no, that one's four. I'm like, really? Jeez. And we would play the guessing game to guess how old the kid is. But then once you have your kid and you watch them grow up month, month to month to month, you hear the cliche, it happens so fast. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't really remember when my daughter was, uh, you know, Four months old and the specific things that she did, yeah, and that was in two thousand nine, so eleven years ago, right? Right. I don't remember all those specifics, but I do remember that it happened, and it didn't happen in the flash of the eye. You had every single day to live it and be with it, and you had an opportunity to introduce your child to something new that they would never seen before. You had right. an opportunity to to witness, right? And it's always amazing, but for the first four to five months. Well, the first two months, it's just pretty simple. Cry means that you need to change the diaper, put food in their mouth, and try to get them to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Rock them. Move them. Right. Just move them around. Mm-hmm. Hold them tight. Right? And then after a couple of months, different different things that piss them off are going to start to show up. And then they're going to start kind of developing a personality and having facial expressions and cooing and cawing and being really fun to be around. Right? Yeah. And then... Then something's going to click inside of you where you're like if I could just read your mind. Right. Like if, if just me and you could just communicate. I just would love to know what's going on in your head right now. Yeah. They'll look at you and they'll stare at you with their eyes. They'll make eye contact and they won't look away. They'll just be fixed on you.
0: They're like you can tell they're trying to telepathically shoot something into your head. <laughs> right, but you're like
1: you're sitting here holding your 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 daughter. Right. You're looking down on her and you're you're happy. You're relaxed. This is it. This is what you've wanted and you're just enjoying it, right?
0: This is what you wanted and in some cases didn't know you wanted it.
1: Right. <laughs> Regardless of what it is, this is this is your life right now. And if you don't appreciate and enjoy the fact that you have made another person and you have an opportunity to change this world with this person mm-hmm. because nothing is more lasting than a legacy. Right. Right? Because we can choose to raise an asshole and just put another asshole in this world, because that's all we need is another asshole in this world. Yeah. Or we can make a conscious effort to make someone who's better than we are, yeah, right, yeah, and uh, I, that's a little bit too philosophical. Yeah, you're maybe, getting there. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I did. I did. Uh, anyway, what I'm trying to get to here is that there's going to come a point in time when you're going to want to just you're just begging, you're looking down on this, and you're you're happy and you're content, and the only thing that you want is what are you thinking about, kiddo?
0: Yeah. You want them to be able to express what themselves. What are you
1: seeing? You're seeing this for the first time. What are you? And then, like, we um, we picked up, uh, they call it daycare sign language.
0: Yeah. Oh? Speaking of. Oh. Hello. We're going to pause. We're going to yes. pause for just gonna a second. We're going to pause for the
1: cause? Yeah. All right. Daycare oh. Daycare. sign language. Daycare sign language. Got it. <laughs> just glowing. Congratulations, man. A big glow. See that? I was told
0: there'd be glowing. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, we're back, we're back. And we got beers. Cheers. Uh, cheers. It's the champagne and beer for the last day of the year. The high life. The high life. It's still a solid beer, man.
1: It is a good beer. It gets a lot of shit. Yeah, that's that's hipster's fault though. I feel the same way about PBR though. Yeah. I think PBR is a quality PBR's beer. is good. PBR PBR gives me a headache, though. I will well, say it's, that. Well, it's what's better than South Paul Light. Oh, yeah. Because that was like, it was $5.35 yeah. for a 12 pack at the corner store. Right. It's better than Ice House. It's and that was, than- <laughs> we had, so this was the go to. So the summer of 2002, the summer of 2000, no, 2003. Okay. Summer 2003, my social group, the guys that I hung out with the most, were graduating. And it was their last summer before their, Last like they had one more like half a semester to finish up, so they were it was their last party summer, yeah right, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the year I dropped out of school, and then my wife had gotten me a job, Well, my father in law had gotten me a job working at Dupont, mm-hmm. and I was working second shift, so that was from three p.m. to eleven.
0: Was this before uh, you went in to the service? Yeah, before okay. the
1: yeah no right. no it was one it was one to it was one to It was 1 to 10. That was the shift. Okay. Was it 1 to 10 or 3 to 11? Either way. I think it was 3 to 11. Anyway, I would get off work, hit the gas station on the way to their apartment, because my apartment and their apartment was on the same side. It was the west side of town near Lexington. Sure. The DuPont factory there is in Winterville, if you know the town, you understand where we're at. Um. So I would hit the gas station on the way home. I'd get a Southpaw, 12-pack of Southpaw no. light. <laughs>
2: and
1: I, I would put the $5, the dime, and the quarter on the countertop, mm-hmm. walk back to the fridge, grab the beer, walk back out, wave at the guy. He'd wave at me. Cause he'd already have it wrong. Yeah. He knew what I was in there. He doing. just knew it was, Do you remember it that was, guy's name at all? No, I never met him. <laughs> no, I he just knew he just knew your business. I, every day, every day I got off work. So Monday through Friday that I got off work, the yeah. first, that was what I did on the way home. Mm. And none would normally win that money either. We, cause we'd gamble, uh, on the clock sometimes, <laughs>
0: Were you guys throwing bones?
1: Uh, we were pitching quarters.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: If you've never pitched quarters, basically everybody has one quarter, and you throw it, and the quarter has to hit the wall, and then they measure how close you are to the wall after you hit it.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Right? So, so, you, so, so you're trying to get it to bounce as little as possible backwards.
1: Right. And you have to hit the wall. And then whoever gets – so, like, if you and four other people are pitching quarters, that's five quarters on the ground. And if you win, you pick up those five quarters.
0: It's your twenty five there.
1: Right. And you pitch again, and you sitting with a dollar in your pocket. That's kind of crazy.
0: I've never played that before. I've heard the term pitching quarters. Yeah.
1: So, that was – and we would do that to pass time. And and when, instead of, like, a wall, what we had is we had, a, um, we had, like, this metal cabinet that kept all our tools and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And it was right next to the taped off break area they gave us. So while there wasn't work, we'd be just sitting there and the taped off break area had a tape line. So we would just put, the rule is you had to have your chair with the back leg on that line. Mm-hmm. And so we'd all have our, our chairs lined up facing the tool shed and we'd all just sit there and you just lean down. and You just pitch quarters against the tool shed. That's crazy. And it was, yeah, anyway.
0: Well, tell me about, uh, before we get too far away from it, tell me about this, oh, uh, sign, this language. sign language, this daycare sign language.
1: So it's not actual American Sign Language, sure. Um, and they probably have other names for it. Pantomiming. But I, <laughs> I call it daycare sign language because it's basically it's like a you know how like you have a, like pigeon languages like in Hawaii, sure. Where it's I, I bet there's stuff like that in Peru. Well, probably it's, well, yeah. right, right, it's a specific dialect where they make up their own words and stuff. So like this is like a dialect of American Sign Language. So like there is uh, the sign language for milk is that you, you're you squeezing your two hands like you're milking udders. Right, right. But they teach that kid the kids that sign, and that sign doesn't just mean milk. It means milk, juice, water. It's just drink. Some sort of drink, yeah. Right. So then they learn that's how they ask for drink. But the craziest one is if you put your index and middle finger together, so it's like the – and then you put it on the other hand, and then you put your thumbs against it like you're pinching something, and then you press them together like this. Mm-hmm. So – Anyway, it means more. Really? And the kids learn how to sign more. And to me, that's what blew my mind because I can understand teaching somebody like nouns. Like right. this is a bottle. You hold up the bottle. You point at the bottle. You say bottle. They repeat the word bottle. They point at the bottle. They kind of learn that's a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. But more isn't a noun. Really, it's it's like a concept. Right, right. I just want more. Whatever yeah. Whatever you were doing, just... More of that, please. More of that, please. I'll have another one. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really cool to see your kid learn the concept of more and use it properly. Mm-hmm. Like do you like you're out for a walk and you're like you're asking like you want to go home? And they'll go more. Like, no, let's, let's keep walking. Right, yeah. It's so but that's that's the part of silencing a chime, go ahead. You're fine. That's the part of like uh, parenting that you guys are kinda like skipping over. If you go in straight to like 12, 14 months and amazing things happen at 12 and 14 months. And the reason amazing things happen at 12 and 14 months is the vocabulary starts rapidly accelerating. Mm -hmm. And that's when you can make them say obnoxious words, right? (laughs) Like you can make them say helicopter, right? (laughs) And then they'll, they'll know what a helicopter is and, or you'll make them say like the, the one thing that my kids have picked up on is that. Both me and my wife read, and because you read, I think your vocabulary grows, and you use words that you normally wouldn't use. So you use words like superfluous, or you use words like awkward, or you use words like uh, questioning and stuff like that. And my kids start asking, they've just started asking us what, I don't understand what you just said. Dumb that down, hold on. And we won't dumb it down, we just tell them this word means this. Yeah. And... What you're gonna see like at about fourteen months, and this is why everybody talks about it, is you see that vocabulary and their eyes just explode. Mm. And it's so one of obviously
0: those, reading to them helps that too.
1: Right. But it's one of those things where like some of the most impressive learning of your life happens between like fifteen probably and twenty five. Mm-hmm. Some of the most profound learning, right? Right. But you're just going from a little bit to a little bit more. But, like, some of the biggest jumps you make are going from, like, zero to 15. Like, those are some, like, you make some leaps and bounds that first two years.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing is, like, I don't think it's the fact that we're skipping past that. I just don't think we n- even know. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, like you're, you're, you're like, looking at, like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And we're just kind of like, I don't even know what that is. Then we're going to know.
1: But no, gonna it's, th- it's going to happen, man. You're yeah. going to be looking down at your daughter. It's going to happen, it, it happens almost every day. It doesn't happen all the time. It's sure. one of those things that doesn't happen all the time, right?
0: It just happens. But yeah. it
1: happens. But you'll look down at your daughter and you're like, damn. Like, e- either I did good or I fucked that one up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking this up right now.
1: And yeah. it's, oh, that's the most terrifying thing is that there's no instruction book.
0: I'm okay with that, and I think, and we touched on this, and so, so just so you guys know, if you don't know uh, about the other podcast, it's called Parentally Unprepared. Um, it's available on all kinds of platforms. I'll even put a link on LopezRadio.com for it if you really want to find it. But just search it, you'll find it. Um, and it j- just like I don't know, we we talked about the fact that uh, I just lost where I was going. I just lost where I was going. <laughs> What, uh, what were you saying just before this?
1: I have no idea. You're, I'm the wrong person to ask that right now. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. Uh, we were just talking about like, oh, no, I, I know what I mean. Uh, this is like, so we've grown up. We've gone to school. We've graduated mm-hmm. high school. We we went to college. Mm-hmm. We went. We got through that. And then uh, we got married. And then for, for years, because me and my wife have been together for like 10 years at this point. We've been married for almost five. Um, You kind of reach this point where you're just kind of like nothing, like you're just kind of for lack of a better term, treading water, right? There's no new experiences. This is like the first new experience for us since leaving home, really.
1: The, the, number, so, the number one advice that I, like when people get married mm-hmm. and they tell me, like, hey, we're getting married or a good friend of mine is getting married and is like, yeah, any advice? Or, the number one advice I give everyone who gets married is that there are two types of married people. Mm-hmm. They are married with children and they're married without children.
0: And we and, purposely wanted to be married without children for a while. And,
1: and I and the advice I give everyone is if you can be married without children, do that for as long as you want. Do it as long as you want. Because as soon as you have a child, everything changes. Your wife is going to change. Not just physically, but mentally. Your wife is going to change. Oh, yeah. All the priorities shift. Right. She's no longer just a wife. Now she's a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. And you're going to change. You're no longer just a husband. You're now going to be a husband and a father. Like that changes drastically your mental priorities, your psycholog your psychology, mm-hmm. how you view the world, what you see of other people. Mm-hmm. All of that changes because that just it changes inside you. Yeah. Some things are instantaneous, and some things are learned. Like over time, you realize, oh, I can't do that, or oh, that's that was the good idea that I had, right? You realize I had the good idea over time. Yeah. Right. But that changes. Right. So, and I don't regret my time being married with my children, Mm -hmm. me and my wife with our daughter, less than a year old. Me, me, me and my wife still went to Venice, Italy.
0: Yeah. You've told me about that. Yeah. And
1: we saw Venice and sure. It was a pain at times because we had to stop and change diapers and take care of the kid. But other times it they didn't keep us from enjoying the the authentic Italian food, the right. authentic Italian wine, the experience.
0: Yeah, those stops and stuff weren't aren't aren't part of the memory anymore. Right. They're just what was going on at the time.
1: Right. But there's like some of the best photos we have of of us at the Grand Canal is when we we had to stop and change her diaper and so we just found this like little alleyway right next to the Grand Canal that was kind of secluded and we could just discreetly set up, change the diaper and then leave. I mean, we could have been on somebody's back doorstep for all we knew. I mean, that's how Venice is all, bu- but it was fine. We just took care of it, and we took some photos while she was there because Katie was happy, and, and it's it doesn't change. You can still do things. Right. It takes more effort. It takes more planning. Yeah. It takes being a bit more mindful. You can't be spontaneous Patience. with a kid, <laughs> right? Right. You can't go beer hopping to different breweries with a kid. You
0: might be able to go to one spot. You might be able to go to one spot, let them play around and have a beer and then get
1: out of there. But I mean, so things change, but at the same time, I don't I don't regret any of it. Yeah. I enjoyed thoroughly being married to my wife without children, and I enjoy thoroughly being a father and married to my wife now. And it's interesting because when you have children, you're no longer tread water because every day is a new day with new things. Yeah. Your kid's gonna do something and you're gonna be like like okay, so that's what we're taking care of today. Yeah. <laughs> I never <laughs> right. thought in a million years that's what we're doing, but today we're we're doing this now. And you know that's what that's what me
0: and uh, that's what me and Chris uh, talked about was like we could have easily if we had, if we didn't get pregnant right, we could have easily done exactly what we're doing now all the way to retirement, and not change a thing. I wouldn't like not get a promotion, nothing. You could we could easily float on. But like, we were just both kind of like,
1: you know, you've wanted children.
0: We did. No, we did. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting to look at and be like, man, that's, that could have just been what we did until the end of days. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, this changed everything. And it just, it just adds something like, I mean, I was just like thinking about the fact, the excitement of driving for the first time, the excitement of going to high school or middle school for the first time, like all those big things that seem so big. We were talking about Christmas, the big Christmases, you know, right. What what's stuck in your head. And it's like, like you said, now you're on the other side of that coin and you get to see that happen for someone else.
1: Not even that. You get to make that happen.
0: Right, right. You get to, you you get get to nurture to, them to that point.
1: You get to shape those experiences.
0: That's crazy.
1: You get to pick what they're exposed to. And by the way, all those movies you want to watch with your kids, they're going to hate every fucking one of them. Yeah, man. they're going they're going
0: to want to watch trolls or something like
1: that. It wasn't until recently that I got my kid into Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got to reach a certain point. And it was what it was was he watched Back to the Future with me and he was kind of bored with it by the time the movie was over with. And then one of the cartoons that he watches, uh Teen Titans, did a Back to the Future episode and that was that was chock full of Back to the Future references. And he got all the references. And he got all the references. And so then now he's like, "I know this."
0: That feels satisfying, right?
1: And it's like, I let you in on the inside joke, my son. There's there's so many more inside jokes I can let you in on. Just well, <laughs> have you
0: ever taken the time to go back and watch stuff that you watched as a kid and, and you're like, I didn't even get that they were referencing such and such, you right, know, yeah. like going back and they just redid um, Animaniacs, New Seasons, right, and yeah. on Hulu. So we went back. As we were watching the new ones, we would go back and watch an old one too because sure. the old ones are on there as well. Um, a- They've changed a lot because they've, they've pulled a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the uh mm, sexism out Sure, <laughs> hello nurse and all that stuff right. um but just there was there just there's just some references you're like oh my god i didn't realize they were referencing this um but yeah it's it's very satisfying um yeah i i understand that she's not going to love all the things we want to show her but it's exciting to be like, I wonder what she will like. Because that's that's the conversation that me and the wife have been having lately. It's like. She's like, I'm growing this person inside me, and I've got this idea in my head. Uh-huh. And, and she, she asked me the other day, she goes, she goes, what do you picture when you picture our daughter right now? Like, what do you see? I was like, I just see an outline of a person. I don't see a face. I don't see anything specific. I just see an outline of a person because I can't put a face there. Like, I could pretend like... Okay, maybe it'll look like my mom in the face or maybe it'll look like your you and your mom in the face. Right. But I can't picture I can't do the full picture.
1: Well, like I for me with my daughter
0: Do you remember? Do you remember what you were thinking about before?
1: Uh-huh. No, no. I I can I have I've I know for me one of the first things I felt the first time I saw my daughter was shit this is real.
0: Yeah, that's what everybody keeps telling me. It's just like, it's just something in your head just it, goes, whoa. It's
1: like, this is like, some people talk about how like you're instant. It, the really, the, the couple of weird things about it, you talk about how you're instantly in love with this thing. Like everything that you are in love with in your life, think about everything in your life that you love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your parents excluded, but even even your parents, I think, fall into this category. Everything in your life that you love, you learned how to love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Podcasting, you learned how to love it. Right. It was. It, it wasn't just instantaneous. It wasn't love at first sight. It was something you had to learn. Yeah. But your kid, man, it's from like Jump Street. Yeah. You don't have to learn how to love this thing. It's like
0: it's just, boom. It's just there it, instantly.
1: It's really weird. The, the, the closest thing I can think of is a dog. Like when you get a new dog, it's like instantly. I love this dog. Right, right. right. You don't have to learn. But some, even, anyway. But so that's weird. But then, like, you have that sudden, I'm now responsible for this. Like, this thing can't die on my watch. Like, if it dies on their watch, hey, that's on them. (laughs) Right, right. But but this is my watch, right? You're now a member of the night's watch, right? You're standing the wall. Not, Not today. Till end of days, right. Right. So there's that. But for me, it was just like, "Oh shit, this is real." And That's, then,
0: yeah, you know, you know who told me? Uh, someone who's been on the show several times, uh, Tyler Braddie. Right. Same thing. He's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know how to explain it, but everything, everything just changed. He's like, in my mind, everything was just it went quiet for a second, and then all of a sudden, there was like, it was almost like they uploaded new programming to my brain.
1: Well, no, for me, it was there was two things that happened in kind of quick succession. So my daughter was born, and uh, my wife's labor was very long. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the um, heartbeat of my daughter had dropped below a certain rate, and they decided, we need to get the, your daughter out now. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of a bit of rushed, hurried sense. When the doctors came in to deliver, Like they didn't say anything. They just went to work, and they didn't find out after the fact that something serious was going on and they needed to get the kid out. But once once my once my daughter was born, she was healthy, everything's fine. Mm. But there was some anxiety leading up to it. Sure.
0: There's anxiety right now for her. For her, She's just like, she's not moving like she was yesterday. I was like, she's going to change.
1: <laughs> so there was anxiety about that at the delivery. On both my children, there was mm-hmm. a high anxiety. And both turned out just fine. So, I mean, I think that's just the un you're charting unknown waters. And so anything that's feels off course, even if it's not just right amps you up. Sure. And you happen to, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) And, and like your brain and your anxiety happen to be the thermostat to the oven. Mm. So like, it's that self replicating, the more anxious you get and more anxiety you get, the worse it is. And then the worse it is, the more anxious and anxiety you get. And then you're caught in this feedback loop, right? Like I've watched my wife, Go! To, I've like physically watched it happen where it's like, whoop, whoop, and I'm like, stop! We got to get off this merry-go-round.
0: Weekly basis here, yeah. I, I mean, got, it's, and, gotta, and that's, it's natural though. That's the thing. It's the it's the unknown.
1: But you have to get really good at seeing it, and you you do. Yeah. You pay attention. Yeah, you're 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 an astute guy. You interview I, people. You know how to.
0: <laughs> I feel like I could uh, <laughs> I could take over some hostage negotiations here and there. You know, if you had to. Yeah, let's I mean, think about this for a second.
1: <laughs> right, you mayn't be successful, but. Everyone that listened to it goes, man, he gave it a really good try. Yeah. I, I would have, you know. Yeah. It's
0: a shame all those people in that building didn't make it out, but he really talked to him for a while. And his
1: voice was so buttery. man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, th- I think that's the thing though, is like, um, that we kind of keep coming back to is like, this is this thing that we've never done before. So it's. It's just kind of... Well, no, it was... There's very few things anymore at this point in our lives that that are like this, okay, what's going to happen?
1: So after my daughter's born, Mm -hmm. right, they take care of her, they're like, she's fine, Mm -hmm. we're going to take her off, run some tests, get her cleaned up, and we'll bring her back. In the meantime, we need to take care of you, my wife. And so I was at a situation where my back was against the wall where there was a window and then there was the bed and there was everything else at the foot of the bed where they were doing the operation and the other side and the door... So I kind of just trapped in that corner. And I decided they took the daughter off. I was just gonna stay with, with my wife. I just stood I just stayed there with her, hung out with her, helped her go to the bathroom, helped her get up and walk around, helped her get back into bed. It was just just focusing on taking care of my wife, mm-hmm. right? And then they brought my daughter back in and she was holding my daughter and they were bonding together, trying to feed, were struggling with that, ended up using formula. Um, and it's fine. It's, you know, don't worry about any of that bullshit. Right, right, right. It's all of that's like that, like that Cosmo magazine where like girls just get in their heads. Guys can do it too. That's why we have men's health magazine. Right. You can get in on your own head and think you're making a mistake because you read somewhere that it was a mistake and it's not, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's what I think breastfeeding versus formula is. It's just, you read too much and you get in your own head.
0: Yeah, we're we're already we're already completely okay with either or mixture of both.
1: Whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so they brought they brought her, the daughter back in. They gave her a feeding, whatnot, and then Melissa was just completely and utterly exhausted, and she literally just passes out. And they've got the my daughter. She's swaddled up. They have her in this little bassinet. It's like a Lexan bassinet. Like you've worked uh, food. Uh, if you've ever worked food, it's just like a big Lexan bin that you would store, yeah, like shred clear bin reticent. with a pad
0: on the bottom of right. it, right?
1: Yeah. And the, the kid's just sitting there in this thing, and they got her all tightly swaddled, and she's sleeping, and everything's fine. But you look over there, and the kid's not moving, not a not a millimeter. There's just
0: finger there to make sure she's breathing.
1: Yeah. I, I, there was like four or five times I got up in the middle of the night. I didn't sleep. I just got. A, I watched. I watched TV. I got up in the middle of the night, and I'm just poking at my daughter. Like, are you still? Not on my watch, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still breathing? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen yeah. you move. Right. And I hadn't heard a sound out of you, no wheezing, no nothing. It's just that first night was just so nerve wracking. And it was that realization when I first saw my daughter born, it was a realization this this shit got real. Yeah. And then that first night where it's just me and her, it was that realization that my wife can't do everything. Oh, yeah,
0: no, it's going to it's gonna be a partnership thing. Like, which, it hits, which...
1: but, like, those two things hit me, and then that's what caused me to instantly just, those two things just built instantaneously on me that, like, I'm responsible for this thing just as much as she is. And I, it's, there's going to be times when it's going to be just me and her. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be awesome. And there's going to be times where it's going to be just her and her, and it's going to be awesome. And then we're all together, and it's, and then I had my second kid,
0: how did that How did that change from one to two? Like, how did that feeling change? Like, obviously, well, you've craziest, already got the feeling about the first one, so...
1: The craziest part about my son... Well, first off, he was born premature, like mm-hmm. 10 weeks.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Or I, I don't know. It could have been 10 weeks. It could have been six weeks. It could have been two.
0: Still. So, early is early. he
1: was. He was born early enough that after he was born, he had to be in the ICU for at least two weeks. Yeah, the
0: NICU, right? The NICU, yeah. yeah.
1: And that was... That is the God's honest, one of the worst experiences of my life was not being able to take my kid home.
0: Yeah, that's got to be weird. And then
1: going back to the hospital and visiting my kid in the hospital and still not being able to take him home and riding. And the NICU, for whatever fucking reason, they can't put it on the goddamn ground floor. Mm. No, you got to ride. They put it on the top floor so that you got that long-ass elevator ride down. With you and your wife not taking your baby home, like how long did he have
0: to stay? Two
1: weeks. Wow, that's
0: a long. That's it feels like eternity. I'm sure.
1: Well, the day we took him home was, it was satisfying. It I'm was sure. Just, and then, yeah, I mean, your parents are going to die. Old people die. Sure, it happens. Yeah, but like at at birth, like that, like you're facing that, like on day zero. That's crazy. And it,
0: well, and and the thing I try to focus on with, with Krista is, is like, look, uh, you know, he came home. Right. It's
1: fine. And it was, I, there was never, ever a doubt in my mind. Even the nurses, they were all like, all of this is precautionary. He Mm -hmm. needs this extra medical attention for two weeks. And then he's going home. It's just like a medical procedure. Right. Like, if, if, if they told you that there's something wrong with your kidneys and we need to keep you in the hospital for a week and a half. Observation, yeah. Observation, run dialysis, and then after that week and a half, you leave the hospital, you've never felt better in your life, right? Right. You just needed that treatment. You just needed it, yeah. And that's what I kept explaining to my wife, and I kept believing in myself, is that there's no doubt in my mind that my kid's going to survive this. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind we're going to get over this. This is just treatment.
0: But still, in the, when you're in it.
1: But every fucking day we rode that elevator down without him with us was torture.
0: Oh yeah. I bet. It was torture. Well, and what I've been trying to tell Chris is like anytime she's got like a concern or anything like that, I'm like, like, look, they've been having babies for a long time and, and, and we've been doing a lot of reading and babies are super resilient. Like we were just uh, talking, she was talking to a friend of hers who has, I don't know if it was a cousin or if it was a friend, a mutual friend of some sort, um, they ended up having their baby like 25 weeks, mm. like mm-hmm. really early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's only a few weeks ahead of what Chris is at now. Like, mm-hmm. so, but, and the baby's fine. Like there were, there was, there were some things they had to do extra, you know, there's a little bit of extra, like learning to walk kind of stuff, but ended up being fine. I was like, so look, there's there's plenty of practice out there there's plenty of precedent for a lot of any of a lot of situations.
1: Well, it's the the scariest part is the pregnancy and the birth isn't the end. Yeah. Like my daughter was 3 and she got pneumonia. Mm. And she had to be like hooked up to an IV and in the hospital. When my son was 2, he got really sick and for like small kids like that, they'll put the IV in their head. So they they have got an IV just stuck in his scalp. Uh-huh. And you're just like, what the fuck's going on with my kid? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got all these wires on you're my kid? Down, yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's it's like, like some ghost in the shell weirdness. You're like, no. <laughs> right. And, but I mean, yeah, that's going to be, that's, that's what parenting is, is parenting is trying to provide, parenting is, is like a percentage of trying to figure out what your kid's interested in. Mm-hmm. And just feed that. Find out whatever that that flame is, and then just put as much fuel on top of that fire as you can, right? Without smothering it. Like that's the terrifying part, right? Is it's just like if you've ever made a fire by yourself out in the woods, uh-huh. and like the leaves are wet, and you've got but you've got like some pine straw and a couple of kindling, and you've got one match, and you're trying to blow on those embers to get them to burn, but you and you put more fuel, but you don't want to snuff it out, right? That's what it's like. It's like you got to try to figure out what your kid's interested in. But then at the same time, they're a fucking kid. They may not be interested in anything. They're just figuring it out, and you right. got to like let them do that Or too. something they're
0: interested in one week is not what they're interested in right. the next week because they found something on YouTube or they found something here or there.
1: But as a parent, your desire is just to feed that flame
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you see that talent in them, a talent that you don't have, or maybe it's a talent you have that you feel like you wasted, but you see it in them, and you're like, not this time. Yeah. Right? You yeah. want to feed that as much as you can. And then the other part of it is like the entire world is this horrible place with sharp <laughs> things and nasty people who lie that have large penises and 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 grotesque <laughs> like horrible terrifying things right
0: oh trust me we the, you can't imagine like all right being being pregnant with your first child and watching documentaries about Nexium and Heaven's Gate right and being oh, like yeah. how do we tell her not not no this is a no well
1: yeah you see that nexium stuff like those people were rich
0: rich smart smart successful successful
1: people and just decided so you want to brand me okay all right all right (laughs) sure this is i i I kind of
0: protest this but i mean i'm here (laughs) it's so it's so terrifying because even smart people can be you know all you can do is like be the cautionary tale, but not be to the point where you're kind of like, "All right, you're being weird," you know? Well,
1: that's the other thing. Do
0: you want to go just shy of like weird. Well, like, like,
1: <laughs> so, my daughter has recently gotten interested in anime.
0: And that's a deep well.
1: And as a parent, the anime is like internet. Right. Right? Like in that rule 34? Yeah. You know, anyway. And she has started Finding interest in animals that are anamorphic, like foxes, cats, also known as furries. Okay. And as a as a father, I don't want to say you can't look at this,
0: but there's a there's a there's a very there's and my, a very thin line.
1: <laughs> and my daughter and my daughter is very. She's like super artistic, right? She draws yeah, and stuff very, like she that. she draws, but she's very sensitive to lewd material. Okay. And that she recognizes this is lewd or this is adult material. This is not for me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to look at this. Mm-hmm. And so she's very, I feel very confident that she's good at policing herself. And that if I set her loose on the internet, the worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to see this stuff and go, ooh, I wish I'd never saw that. Yeah. Where my son, on the other hand, I don't think he has that same self discipline. What's the
0: what's the spread on on age?
1: Uh, let's just see. She was two thousand nine, and he is two thousand twelve.
0: Okay, so they're three years apart. I mean, yeah. there's there's I mean, especially when you're talking about male to female too. There's just significant.
1: The, right, right. Like she's gone through puberty, or she's not gone through it, but she's she's at the, approaching, peak, yeah, at yeah. the peak of puberty, almost yeah. about to be like at that plateau, and he's not even near it.
0: And even after puberty, like just think about the different, like just the different world, like that's what me and Chris talk about—the different world that's presented to girls versus boys.
1: Well, and she's at this transition from that transition from elementary to middle school situation,
0: mm. where she's, things get weird.
1: She's at this transition where the same cartoons are not good, right? Like where my kid, my son, he watches these cartoons. They're like two plus two is four and four plus four is eight. And we have these blocks and we solve these problems. Right. And she's
0: getting to the point where she needs content and
1: right where she's like, that's cringe. a story. She's like, that's cringe dad. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's cringe, but he likes it. And it's teaching him how to add math. And that's cool. isn't it? And she goes, where oh.
0: were you three years ago? Like that's <laughs> yeah, a, that's yeah. where you can be like three years ago. You can even pull up YouTube history three yeah. years ago. <laughs> this is what you were watching.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> so she's learning that and she's learning and it's, it's getting to that situation where like, both of them have a great relationship. They're really good friends, and I'm thankful for that because I can remember. That's good. I can remember me and my sister being at each other's throats. Yeah. Um. So they have a great relationship, but it's getting to that point where my daughter's growing up and maturing more, and my son hasn't quite got there yet, and she's struggling wow. with that lag where she's like, I don't want to play with you because I don't want to do that.
0: That's a tough one because you know. So me and brother Joe, Doctor Brother Joe, right. are five years apart.
1: Doctor Joe to you, lady. <laughs>
0: So, so like, so we're five years apart. So there was that moment where we did all the playing together and then I, you know, I'm five years older. That's, that's a big gap. Like that's, you know, that's middle school, middle school versus first grade. Like right. that's a big difference. And so we diverge at one point and then years later we come back together sure. and, like, and, and, and that's just, that's going to happen. That's going to be. and Well,
1: I take it like my daughter was alone for three years and she learned how to entertain herself. Right. Now, my son's going to be alone for probably like three to four years, but he's at a different stage in his life to learn how to entertain himself.
0: And you can even look at it this way. She's technically probably sort of alone for five years because what year one and two, I mean, yeah. you know.
1: But no, and it's, it's interesting because they're, they're also very different people. Yeah. They're very different personalities, different personalities. That's got to be wild to
0: see like that develop and, and blossom.
1: And they're, but they're best friends. And it's, like, it's a situation where, like, you think of, when you think of friends, you think of, like, cliques in high school, right? And you think of, like, two people from different cliques being best friends. And it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. But this is one of those situations where I can very easily see my daughter and my son running in different circles in high school and middle school, but still being really good friends with each other. And and it's... um,
0: I think it's cool that she's older because I think she can give, she can hand down notes to him, that it that is just kind of like, look, this is what I'm seeing, and this is what you can consider as as a as a male in the world.
1: You, you think that, but they're so different. They are the, the lens that she sees and the experiences that she has. He'll never have, and vice versa.
0: Right, because but she can give perspective and be like, here's why you probably shouldn't say that to her.
1: Uh, yeah, you
0: know what I'm saying? Like, but, here's why well, you probably shouldn't say that to her because uh, she's as far take as it that's like as
1: far as that's concerned. I think
0: three years is a sweet spot. That's a good spot.
1: I think our world is going to look very different in 15
0: years. Oh, yeah. You know, me and, me and Chris have talked about the fact that, like, she's like, what do you think she's going to want to do? I was like, I, I think that it's very possible that what she could want to do doesn't exist right now. Streaming exactly. didn't exist when we were exactly. kids. Exactly. Podcasting didn't exist when we were no. kids.
1: Well, here, think about this. Think about this for a minute. Both of my kids, when you, they talk about, like, you remember when you were, like, uh, eight, nine years old, right? You're watching TV and stuff, and mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, uh, me and so-and-so are going to get in an apartment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Me and Cousin cousin Smith or whatever, we're going to get an apartment. and We're going to do this, and we're going to live together, and it's going to be great. Or you're, We're going to be YouTubers. That's what my kids are saying. They're going to be YouTubers. Yeah. I, and what I've had to show my daughter is I showed her, like, this is how many people play college football. And I said, this is how many people get drafted in the NFL. I said, and this is my many people who get drafted in the NFL get cut after the first year. I was like, so for you to be that person at the top. Household name. Not even a household name. For you to be the third string quarterback for the New England Patriots. Yeah,
0: on the main roster, right.
1: Nobody knows who that guy is. I mean, a couple of guys do, but yeah. man, man, they're jerking in their rooms. So. Yeah, but yeah, who wants to talk to those guys?
0: Jerking <laughs> sure. in their rooms? <laughs> I'm checking in here. <laughs> go away, baiton. Ma
1: <laughs> meatloaf. Fuck ma Alright, go ahead. So sorry. Anyway. Um <laughs> Stupid as shit. <laughs> so they're uh I just fucking killed my train of thought.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry. You were talking about you were you were paring it down because she said she wanted to be a YouTuber.
1: Right. And I'm like, Just to be the third string, like, this is what it takes. Like, these guys that are YouTubers. And they're still
0: working their ass off. Uh Uh-huh. They're still working hard. These guys
1: that are YouTubers, I'm like.
0: All they're doing is editing.
1: These guys that are successful, you got to get at least 100,000 to 250,000 subscribers. Yeah. You got to, you got to. And I said, do you know how many people 100,000 people is? She's like, I don't know. I was like, I showed her Sanford Stadium completely full. Like, that many people. She's like, that many people? I was like, you got to get that many people to like you. And I showed her, I said, this is how many people are following me right now on Twitter just because they're my friends. And I don't even put out good content. Right. Right? I don't even try hard. you got to put a lot of work and effort into it. I was like, these guys record a video on Monday and then edit it through Friday. The guys that you really like, these Mr. Beasts and these guys, these guys... They, the reason they're putting out videos every single day is because they have people who work for them.
0: They got to a certain point where they could hire people to do the work because because it is a shit ton of work. You have to be consistent. You have to, I mean, let's be honest. You have to also be lucky. Like, it's it's sure. not just not, you could put all the work in it in the world. I've put work into a lot of things, but you have right. to be seen by the right eyes.
1: But But I think we can agree some of the most successful YouTube stuff is scripted. Scripted? I think it's scripted. Even Mr Beast, Mr Beast is a wildly huge It's at least
0: storyboarded, yeah.
1: It's it's scripted and storyboarded. Sure. They know what they're doing before they do it.
0: Well, see, the thing that But like to it, think about if you had think about if, The thing that Mr Beast has is the fact that now he's got a precedent. So now he's got a, kind of a cookie cutter. Like he's got he's got a he's sure. got an outline he can use. Even
1: even so, even so. Yeah. Think about the people who write for or edit for say Survivor. Okay. It's, a, it's probably one of the oldest reality TV shows really kind of started it off. You've got or real world, for example. Right. Towards the end of real world, most of that was scripted, right? Right. Like we knew where we were bringing an alcoholic here. Oh, yeah. We knew there's going to be a train wreck. We knew this guy was going to be a cha- train wreck. We Absolutely. knew we were bringing a white supremacist into <laughs> a house with a Muslim. Like, yes. We knew we were doing this. Right. And the hopes were that we were going to reform this, reform this white supremacist and show him there's more to this world and make a better human being and maybe show someone else who's... I mean, your, your intentions can be altruistic. I'm not, I'm not dissing the people who did this stuff.
0: Yeah, but let's be honest. They, they wanted some drama too.
1: They knew what makes drama. And they know what makes a story, right?
0: People don't love seeing well-adjusted people.
1: <laughs> reality TV has to be scripted because day-to-day reality... That's not why – we watch television because we don't want to look at day-to-day reality.
0: Even if the script is just putting two people together that would never be together before.
1: Precisely. But right. it's still scripted.
0: It's still, yeah. Still, it's still a setup. And these two people that yep. they
1: put together know it's a setup. And they know that in order for the setup to be successful, they have to play it up. Right?
0: Yep. There's a reason why like someone like a Dr. Disrespect gets a lot of attention because – his character's ridiculous. He plays it up. He plays it up. You lean into it. The, pulling, the white supremacist may not even be... like He, he may be slightly racist, but he's you know like, I'm going to lean into this to have some... Do you some, know
1: how many views Dr. Disrespect pulls out on YouTube right now?
0: It's like two or 300,000, right?
1: 22,000 to 30,000 every stream on YouTube.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: That's That's live. And then he has... The way YouTube does it, just like with Twitch with their VOD. So as soon as it's done
0: it goes up as a video it
1: goes up as a video on his channel that you can then watch again and again and again and again and i'm
0: sure those have tons of views
1: millions of views is the way they count those so you got to think this guy youtube live is not a streaming platform yeah it wasn't ready no it's terrible it wasn't ready for him he's got he's like most of the changes that has happened to it recently is because of him yeah like they didn't have a, a on the mobile app, they didn't have a join button to subscribe to the channel. So people who are watching him on mobile couldn't subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Until they had he had them add it. Well, like, it's the fact that he got banned from Twitch, went over to YouTube, and has been as successful as he's been. That is a testament to his skills and nothing more, in my opinion.
0: Well, and that's the other thing that, that I plan to, and I've talked about this with Krista, like, I plan to lean into it, and you could probably even translate this over to your daughter. I think that when we were growing up, when there was something we wanted to do, our parents could be like, oh, yeah, that's great. You can go do that. But to make them think about, hey, also consider the fact that there's a person behind that helping them get there, and that's a job, too. You love production, right? Yeah, no, that's
1: that's what... I loved music. You loved music? More than anything else, my parents, especially my father, instilled in me like this amazing love for music to, to the point of being a musician. Yeah. And the thing about being a musician is you can be a musician and you can love making music, but there comes a point in time when you realize, like, instantaneously, you're like, I can't make money doing this. I'm, I don't have that drive to be that good. This is not that important to me. I'm mm-hmm. not that talented. I can't make money doing this. But you go, yeah. you know what I could make money doing? Being the guy that sets up the microphone for the guy that makes money doing this.
0: Well, it, and yeah, exactly. And I'm even talking about me. like, I want to be a director. It's like, well, have you considered being a cinematographer too? Like, Because you need to know that right. to be a good director, but maybe you're a really good... There's some cinematographers that make a
1: fuck ton of money. But that's what got me to being a tech head. Right. Was like, I, I had more fun setting up microphones and being on the technical side and running the mixing board because I quickly realized... The guy that runs sound at the Georgia Theater, for example, yeah, he has no affiliation to any band that plays there ever. Mm-mm. So that's he gets work, right? No matter who's in town, yeah. Doesn't matter how talented. I mean, he—you got to be talented to get the job.
0: Well, and here's here here's a little here's a little insight for for those of you TV and radio, right? The people you hear talking, the people you see the news anchors and and you know the talking heads that you see on tv most of them technically know nothing they just know they can sit down and read some words yep they know nothing about what goes into them getting mic'd up them getting you know out broadcasted out like they are literally just focused on i'm here to report the news and then they go the fuck home
1: well that's and that's one of the things that like it's
0: personality driven
1: man yeah like mr beast for we'll go back to mr beast for example yeah. he's got a great personality great charisma he can be in front of a camera and he can present a script or anything and he can do it convincingly and he can make you feel like this is actually happening. Right. Right. Now, behind the scenes, he's got people who do editing and stuff like that because that's not his strength.
0: When do you think the last time he edited his uh, one of his own videos from start to finish? No. Maybe in, in the salad days. The salad days. Right. For sure. Yeah, but man, once you get up into there, there's, there's two levels. There, there's, there's multiple levels of success. There's I'm doing really good cause I'm working really hard and I've got this base core fans that are doing great. Right. And then there's what I like to call the undeniable level, right? That's the Dr. Disrespect level where like he could go to any platform and pull some thousands of people with him.
1: Right. Well, but like you see the Twitch, the, the Twitch guys that I see grow, let's, let's, let's take it to you and what you do, right? Mm. The Twitch guys that I see grow are just as active as someone like yourself is on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But then they've got someone else that they've hired that edits their content down and puts it up on YouTube.
0: I know. I wish I had the time.
1: And the YouTube is what makes the money.
0: Well, and the YouTube is what drives more people to their channel. So right. it just it just makes a this very, circle.
1: But the cool thing about YouTube is the ad revenue on YouTube goes to you. Yeah. Where the ad revenue on Twitch doesn't go goes to Goes to
0: Amazon. Right in Bezos' pocket.
1: Right. I mean, you get the bits and you get the uh, the the prime subs and all that fun stuff. But some of them,
0: some of the, some of the subs, right? <laughs> we get about fifty percent of them, yeah, right.
1: But that the you don't get money for subs on YouTube, but you get ad rev, right? And and so that's the mm. ones that I see that are really successful at it, is and they have that extra exposure, is they have their streams, and then they have it boiled down on YouTube. And you see them, and that's where, like, the editing, and, and if it's done right, you it really, because, like, I can remember the first time I did a podcast, I recorded, like, an hour and a half. And then I went through, and I just cut all the silence out of it to try to just cram it in together mm-hmm. to make it just a quick, concentrated injection. And you lose some of the timing on some of the jokes and the bits, and you, you sometimes it's nice to have some dead air to just kind of let it linger and let people think about what you're talking about and add some brevity or whatever, right? Yeah, that's there's,
0: a big thing in talk, like talk radio. It's like it's like when you say something, you want to let it impact them. So, you, same thing with stand up comedy, right? Let it sit, let it simmer for a minute and yeah. then come come with the rest of it. Let it marinate, right? Right.
1: But there's other things where it's just like just constant stream of information, mm-hmm. right? It's just a constant just show and like both of those have different places they do and and i think that but most of the twitch people who are successful on twitch and youtube don't edit their own twitch because they just don't have time
0: you just it's it's tough because let's let's think about it this way i'm i am very very part-time doing twitch and i still do how what, many how, I do, many, how I do, many days a week i do three days a week or at four or, or at four hours so that's 12 right there so
1: no so th- at four hours a time
0: yeah, so that's twelve hours. So
1: let's take that's if it's three days. And then days a Sunday
0: week, is six hours.
1: So that's four four days a week. You could edit down a forty five minute video.
0: Yeah, easy. If I could, if I had the time to sit down and watch eighteen hours, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. But then that makes, I mean, because that that forty five minute video then makes ad revenue. You can put you can put three to four ads in a forty five minute video.
0: Yeah, that's why, like, a lot, and, and I've been thinking about this for twenty twenty one. A lot of, um, is that the, the, the Holly Jolly over there?
1: We're Holly and we're
0: Jolly. Um, well, that, that's why a lot of the videos you'll watch um, are talking about how like, all right, let's say you stream four or five days a week. Take one of those days now. Mm-hmm. Make it a non-stream day and just make it, like right, this is edit day. This is put together something for YouTube day. And uh, you're going to see way more, way more growth out of you doing that than if you were to stream an extra day. Yep. So I am I'm seriously considering that and I know obviously a lot of things you know I just got the thumb, the the uh, the okay from the wife <laughs> over there but that also means I'm still in my studio doing stuff Well so. no
1: and that's the, yeah. I think you
0: should work on more of that though. Yeah. That was, I wasn't trying to be I think that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. The 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 other thing that's in the back of my head is like come April that all changes again cuz I have a kid.
1: But well the other thing is I think editing is editing is like writing code
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i can teach someone how to make software edit yeah i can teach someone how to write code to make it do something but the ability to edit something down into a good product that's a skill
0: i mean you were there the day so live on twitch i was like i was like i was like we need to make a one minute trailer for this for this channel Uh uh-huh and I mean, we got it done. We got it done. But how many run throughs did we have to do? Like, well, oh, no, and you got this one out. Take this thing it out. It
1: was done by democracy. It was. And it was.
0: I think To me, it was faster just because people well, were like, it was, trim you,
1: that. you had people making decisions for you. You didn't have to make decisions.
0: I, exactly. It was
1: cheating and it was slapped together and it looks good.
0: Self editing is harder because you're just oh, like, I well, really I'm, I'm married to all this because I'm in all of it.
1: Right, I, but but you could also, I think you can, you can boil down like some of the things I see on YouTube is like, uh, like when they're playing a game, like you're playing Hunt, for example. Right. So you spawn, and then you'll go to two or three wells before anything happens. Right. So they just run that at double speed, right? Like, right. And right. Then they slow it down when something funny happens, and then it will speed it back up. Thank you. Wow, she even brings beer. Thank you so much. Man, still a bartender. Man, <laughs> still a bartender. You, what, you got a woman that brought you beer and made a baby. <laughs> Damn.
0: <laughs> she forgot to eat. Oh yeah, you can't oh, do no, that. That's Get on bad. that. Because then the woman transforms into something completely different. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like to, to be able to edit that down, it would be amazing. So I'm thinking about taking one of those days and just being like, you know, technically, technically, you can you can still stream, you'd just be streaming you editing, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, no? Just, just, just make take, it
0: make it solitude.
1: Yeah, man. You're you're gonna find So the cool thing about the kid the first two to three months, like I said, is they it's either Shit, sleep, or f- or food. Yeah. That the only three priorities. And you're going to find that, like, when you're your happiest is when they are asleep and they're happy and content. And that you
0: know that you've taken care of them for, right. the, for a small window right. of time.
1: And that window of time could be an hour or it could be like 30 minutes. It could be three hours. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. But that minute, that time, you're content and you're happy, right? And you might find, like, oh crap, I got to do this or I got to sleep or I got to whatever but you're you're gonna find that it's gonna be like it's easier if they're in that swing over there swinging back and forth and i'm in this room over here editing it's like that's that's okay and you're not missing anything you're gonna figure that out pretty quick like i said it, it takes about three months before they start you start they start making eye contact with you they start looking you in the eye and you go Son of a bitch. What's in there? <laughs> what is happening? Right. What is that's, happening in that that's, brain? That's when you want to, cause they, they start looking at you and they'll, they'll move their eyebrows around yeah, or they'll cinch their cheeks in or they'll not look at you. And then they'll look back at you and then they'll not look at you and then they'll look back at you. yeah. And you're like, come on, what's going on in that head of yours? Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> what's over there? What are you
0: looking at? Is it a ghost? What's happening?
1: Right. Tell no. me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's the part. Like it takes a couple of months. Yeah. But once you're there, it's that's when you're like, that that's 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 when you have that FOMO, right? And then you have to get over that. Yeah. Because because the kid's gonna walk for the first time in front of one of you and not both of you. That's just the law of averages. Yeah. And then like the kid's gonna say a word or something like that in front of one of you and not both of you. That's right. like just the law of averages.
0: Our kid's gonna be that asshole that walks at daycare. <laughs>
1: the right. first time while yeah. we're both
0: working yeah 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 <laughs> oh by the way first steps today we're like what <laughs> i thought we would be holding hot cocoa and watching her walk across the living room floor about the bet on what her first word's be? no no what's the bet i forget yeah first phrase we think it's gonna be nobody nobody
1: yeah <laughs> bonnie no <Nope. laughs> no bonnie so
0: it's going to be some sort of some sort of scolding the dogs for doing well, something dumb.
1: I, I read an article when we were having our first child and it talked about how the first word most children learn is no. Yeah. And then like me and Melissa looked at each other and we're like we're not going to be that parent. <laughs> our kids not going to they're not going to know the word no. We're not going to be we're not going to be those people. That to, to raise our child in negativity, it's going to be positivity. If they're doing something we don't want, we just show them to something we want them to do instead. Here, this is better. Not, no, this, just do this better. And it's like, we're not going to be those assholes. And then, yeah, it's, no, stop, it's hot, it's going to kill you. Ah. Yeah.
0: So. And it's like, it's like, it's like we're not going to tell this child no, and then 10 years later, you're drinking a beer, you're like, I made a sociopath. <laughs> I made a sociopath
1: <laughs> but no it's the, the kids the kid will learn it, the article basically said the kid learns no first because they're testing their boundaries and that's the word they hear the most often sure and they learn that no means stop Mo, no means
0: yeah no is not a bad thing right necessarily <laughs> 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 have
1: them trained like the dog with the clicker <laughs> <laughs> that was my and I doing it to uh, you do it. You do it to your kids too. Like you'll see your kids start to do something, and you go, um, uh,
0: "Yeah, anything <laughs> to break their concentration." <laughs> Bye, wife. No, Thank fine. you for the beer. You're welcome. Appreciate it.
1: You're amazing. <laughs> um, Sweet just earned another invite.
0: but yeah it's uh it's interesting because when you're when you're talking about finding passions right We, we talk about passions on this podcast all the time like there's just those labors of love that you do right and to to see it early like i feel like i know that my parents didn't know to look for that because they were too busy they had they had me so early like they were just like juggling juggling like all right how do i uh you know may be it my mom by herself with three boys like all right how do i uh how do i just make sure the lights stay on how do i do this so we're we're very fortunate and we're very cognizant of the fact that okay we're we're in stable jobs we've got a good house like we can we can focus on these things that our parents couldn't focus
1: on oh there's no doubt in my mind that your financial latitude mm-hmm directly correlates to how you are as a parent because when you're at different latitudes financially you worry about different things mm-hmm. different things are different priorities when you're down near the bottom it's food it's shelter it's just basic it's it's not even child care at that point you don't care how these kids are raised or who is a father figure or mother figure you're just doing all you can to keep roof and food on table right working two three jobs whatever you're not thinking about parenting at that point. To you parenting is providing for your children. Right. And that's sad. But it happens. There's parenting like there's
0: parenting and then
1: there's and guidance, people, right? And those people are still parents to their children and they still try to instill into their children positive things, right? Yeah. They do their best. I'm not I'm not saying anyone's a bad parent. They're doing <laughs> the best they can with the but when you're higher in a different latitude, you don't worry about I don't worry about where mortgage is coming from i know that's taken care of i don't know i don't worry about where food's coming from i know that's taken care of so now i worry about what does my daughter need to ignite her art what does my son need to find what ignites him right and and you just you worry about different things we're gonna well, take a we're gonna need to take a break
0: yeah you know, a little piss break yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 all right go do it go do it we'll
1: be right back it's lopez radio hey i don't think it does does Missouri have a song? Missouri. What do you mean? Do they have a song?
0: Like the University of Missouri? No, like Missouri all, all overall.
1: Like you got Georgia, Georgia. Um, no place on, and you got you know like West I, well, Virginia. You could, you
0: could uh, Missouri, Missouri. No, no,
1: no, no, no. But I'm just <laughs> like no, like. Georgia On My Mind, right? Uh, um, Hoagy Carmichael wrote that. Ray Charles made it famous. Willie Nelson did it. But you've got, uh, like, uh, West I Virginia. They've got two, right? right?
0: Country Road, Take Me Home, to the right, place yeah, where yeah, I belong. Yeah, yeah. Does Missouri have a song?
1: I don't think they do. They need one. It's a shithole state, but they they still need a song.
0: Isn't there a song about Kansas City or St. Louis? Would that be the same?
1: There is a song about Kansas City by Bob Dylan.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know of a Missouri song. I'm sure there is one. There's got to be, right? Surely. Sweet Home Alabama, right? Right. There's Alabama. What's the What's the Florida one? Apple Bottom Jeans Boot with the Fur.
1: <laughs> 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 isn't there like a fl- like in the guy's name Flo Ryder?
0: Yeah, Florida, spelled Florida. Right. Flo Dash Ryder.
1: I mean. I think all of his songs are Florida songs, right?
0: But at the same time, oddly, so are all of Pitbull's songs. But they involve Dr. Pepper or Bud Light in some way.
1: Do you remember that meme where Pitbull was going to do a concert at a Walmart? That was like the internet got to vote on which Walmart he did the concert at.
0: Where'd they put him?
1: And like 4chan sniffed it out and they put him in like Anchorage.
0: Oh god, and it never happened, right?
1: And I don't know if it happened or not, but it like, I was hope this it big did. meme where like Pitbill was supposed to go to the Anchorage Walmart. Uh,
0: you remember that meme where Ja Rule was supposed to put together this festival called I think Fire? He's
1: the one that like got off Scott fucking free. Like no. all these other people got like hemmed up, but Ja Rule's like, uh I don't know.
0: I don't know, baby. <laughs> Just got the hell out of there. <laughs>
1: They, they, everyone believes he was actually stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he was he
0: actually was able to play it off as dumb, <laughs> even though he was completely complicit in the whole thing.
1: No, yeah, it's like no, I, I, Ty Rule was too stupid to know what was going on the whole time. That is I, I pre-
0: believable. <laughs> it's believable, but I'm pretty sure he's a savvy dude. Like he's made it this far, right? Um,
1: my baby, my, no, where be- would be- I be without my baby? <laughs> That's it. Thank you.
0: Um. So to go back to what we were talking about, though, like there's let's
1: talk about radio for a second.
0: Sure, sure.
1: So we talked about how, like, I got into music. And I wanted to be a musician. And I realized I didn't have enough talent to do music, so I wanted to be the background. Yeah, set up the microphones, and that's that's where my love of radio came into play.
0: Yeah, and even in radio, you like behind the scenes stuff,
1: right? I was the operations director. I was the behind the scene guy in the radio station when I worked at ninety point five.
0: Because you specifically told me one time, in even in doing. Banshee radio, right? Right. You were like, I love the editing process. I love putting it all together and making it work. Right. Way more than I, than you even liked the actual recording. I would much rather.
1: Yeah. Like if, if I had a billion (laughs) dollars just, just to throw around, like if I won the Georgia lottery, yeah, I would take $2 million, 2 million. And I would make Banshee productions enterprises and I would pay to have sheets live in Athens. Mm hmm. And I realized how much that would cost, but I think I. But it's encompassed
0: in the two million, sure. Yeah,
1: I think I think I could hit his number, right? (laughs) The two million, I'm sure you you could at least make
0: this make this dream happen for five to ten years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I could hit his number to say for 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 five years you had to live in Athens.
0: You could fully squeeze the orange, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and then take care of you, same wise. Okay, and then just produce the Lopez and Sheets podcast. I would love it, and then have that kind of money behind it to to have a, a. a production assistant, someone who makes, uh, you know, the appointments,
0: makes the appointments. Yeah,
1: right. Like your response, your your job is to get guests. That's the exhausting thing, man.
0: I, I think honestly. So so these I think,
1: guys are the talent, and right. they'll make a podcast with or without a guest. But your job is to get guests in here, which gets more eyeballs and ears here. Mm-hmm. And the more eyeballs and ears, the more money we can charge for advertising, and the bigger you, the more you get paid. Yeah. Set it up that way. Have two the show million, grows, you grow. Right. Have a $2 million runway. You could easily do a five-year show that way.
0: I I, I think you're right. I, I think it's...
1: If I told you I could pay you a million dollars over five years... Yeah. How the fuck would you say no?
0: You don't. You'd be crazy to If not.
1: I guarantee you a million dollars over five years...
0: It, you'd be crazy not to do it. In my opinion, like, like some people to them talking on into a microphone is terrifying. Right. But so for you windows, and sheets.
1: Ah, uh, ah yeah, we do it. I think I could get you guys for less. You know, it, you know, I think about He's like I'm changing the subject. But no, that's what I would love is to be that producer. To be the guy that sets that up.
0: That's the I mean, that's why you see people who make tons of money and they live an entire career in life as a producer for movies or any of that stuff because they're just, they're just about, I want to put it together. I want to put this puzzle together and it's, it's, it's high stakes gambling is what it is. Like you're just like, I'm betting that this, that this movies, this wonder woman, 84 is going to be aces.
1: Well, no. (laughs) So I think there's two different bets though. Right. Right. You have the wonder woman, 84 is going to be aces and that's because, Hey, they did wonder woman. It was good. We're doing it again. Do you want to come on board? So that's you. You milk the money out of people who have no idea what's going on,
0: right. right? You still have to have the rubes, right?
1: But, but I think at its core, the stuff that was really fucking good that you talk about, Fight Club, yeah, Fight Club wasn't like we're trying to ilk the rubes. That Fight was like, Fight Club
0: was more like we're still getting still getting money out of this years later.
1: Yeah, but that was one of those The cult
0: situ- classics, is what you. But want. But that
1: was one of those situations where. The people who funded that believed in it.
0: Yeah, you think there's going to be podcasts after we're gone, right? No, that are just no, no. You think there's going to be podcasts and audio that are found, no, years later, and no. people are going to be like, "Holy shit!" No, no.
1: I think this gets.
0: This is buried.
1: So here's my here's here's Banshee's crystal ball. Here's what I think is going to happen. Right.
0: I wish I had the sound effects. I don't.
1: Here, uh, just, just what is like doodly-loodly, doodly-loodly. This? What, what? I don't know I don't know what this button is I don't know what this button go, go. is <laughs> Perfect Vanjie's crystal ball <laughs> Here's what happens right You have the boomers right? right We had a huge population increase Because at the end of World War Two, Giant Giant And then those people All had another big population increase Because they all had kids
0: I thought you were going to say Those <clears> people All suck No No <laughs> good. No
1: good. <clears throat> right so then yeah. you have like the gen the gen xers and the gen millennials mm-hmm. that's what grew out of that right this right? have your 2.5 kids well i think what we're going to start seeing happen here is that millennials and gen y and gen z and the next generation and the next generation they're going to be fewer and fewer job opportunities for them there's going to be less money for them to make
0: you don't feel like they're having less kids though
1: and they're going to have less kids yeah
0: I think that's already happening with our generation, though. I mean, think uh, our generation's me
1: kind of started it, but I think the next generation, like my kids' generation, I don't know if either of them will have kids.
0: As, as many people as I know that do have kids in my friend group, I know just as many that don't and or I that think, aren't going to.
1: And I think that's going to continue. So I think two to three generations. Yeah. So even the slim possibility of us having great grandchildren is going to be slim and none. Not because we don't live long enough, but because our children or our grandchildren don't have children.
0: Chances are they're just not going to want them. Right. They're going to pull the sheets. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it.
1: But I think that's what's going to happen. And so I think what our society is going to end up doing is the population is going to start going down, and I think you're going to see online distill into, like, I think the Internet and that collective knowledge is going to just distill into something more concentrated. And so whether you believe that the things on the internet are good or bad, or if there's a mixture of it, Mm. I just think you're going to get a stronger concentration of whatever that is because there's going to be fewer people contributing to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the population is going to stall as far as growth is going to be concerned. Like it's not going to continue to grow. It's going to stall. And I think that weird things happen when you have a population stall because then you'll have a whole generation die off, and then you're going to be restarting things.
0: It's almost like uh, it's almost like putting yeah the reset button where right. it just gets hit and you're just kind of like well, just because like obviously there's a lot of written history and, and stuff that, like that and at
1: that reset,
0: but like you lose you lose the hands-on like passing down of things,
1: right? But at that reset, that's when normally societies are susceptible to. Uh, directions of change. Normally, right, us as a society, we're just this big, massive battleship that cannot turn. We're is just that anything
0: on. like the Renaissance period?
1: Right, like the Renaissance happened after the Black Plague.
0: Massive die-off.
1: Right, the population was small, and we could focus our money on certain things. <coughs> the main reason there was the Renaissance in Italy is because there was a concentration of wealth in Italy, and there were these people that could afford to buy these. They, there were people who could afford to buy art,
0: or they could, they could, they and could have the Dick Showing contest. It was Like I just paid such and such for this art artist. You know, right. so, how many artists do you think were made by a rich guy that was just kind of like, I'm going to buy this painting for?
1: No, I think it was. I think it was that. Was there a Johnny Carson of artists? The big art at the time. Yeah. <laughs> the big art at the time, <laughs> right, was time consuming. So in order to commission an artist, you had to be willing to pay for them to live.
0: Right. Just like you were saying for Lopez and Sheets. Right. right. You were essentially being like, I'm commissioning you to to do the Sistine Chapel in exchange, I've got you a villa here and whatever food you need. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever women you need. Precisely.
1: But you get there from your talent and being able to show that you can pull something like that off, a project like that off. Right. But like a lot of the commissioned art... Like in England in those castles and stuff that was royalty paying for those commissions of art. So even these middle of the road artists that just did portraits, they still were able to convince people that they cost money. And the nobility made sure that it cost a lot of money.
0: Did you watch Lovecraft Country?
1: Yeah, I love that, man. The
0: billboard guy? Right. In the black and white scene? He's like, he's like, he's like why don't you just go ahead and finish that? He's like, because when I'm done with this, I don't have a job. Yeah. He's like, this is, right now this is paying me. Like, the billboard guy, like, toward the end of the season, just for you guys that don't know, there's just it's just even an aside. It really doesn't have a mm-hmm. ton to do with the, the main story, but you, what you're saying reminds me of that guy. He's like, because as soon as he finished, he was like, well, now I don't have a paycheck. Right. And He's like, so I don't know what I'm going to do right now.
1: So, like, the Sistine Chapel was just like, it may have started as just a simple portrait that, like, he convinced that the fresco needed to grow and grow and grow, right? That's the artist's job, to sell his wares. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing, and the Renaissance happened because there were people who could afford it. There was enough money from the trade right. that people started buying shit like that. And no I think different than a
0: contractor trying to get a big building contract mm-hmm. so he can build on this building for four or five years.
1: And I think we're in an interesting Renaissance now. And I don't. I think podcasting is like VHS tapes. Yeah, I do. I, I think, think
0: podcasting and streaming both will be. Very different. Like you're talking about four or five years. There's going to be something that takes it over.
1: I saw this um, streamer. I think her name is Miko. Mm. And she's on Twitch. And she streams with a motion caption suit. So the entire stream. Like so it shows like her sitting at a desk with a background. And her, all of it is virtual. All of it is CG. CG. So the girl's wearing... Oh, she's got like a face rig. Right. No, she's wearing a motion caption suit. So Mm. like she can move her hands all around. Like the big thing is she's getting motion capture finger gloves so that she can flick people off on screen. But she's got this motion caption suit and she's got this face rig that's doing motion capture on her face. And then she's tied it in with Blender and um, Unreal Engine so that she can then pick up a controller and she can make her character walk around the room or she can sit down at a desk...
0: Does she have an entire green screen room?
1: No, it's not even, it's all motion capture. She's wearing a motion capture, but is
0: anything like But I mean, does she have like, is the wall painted or anything like
1: that? No, no, no. It's just taking data from the motion capture from the
0: mocap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And building it in real time as an avatar. Wow. And she does a whole show with it. And she has, I think she dabbled in porn. So she's got, like, um, a following like that. Mm. And she's, a, she's uh, I think she's South Korean, right? And she's got it to where, like, for a certain number of bits, like if you donate a certain amount, she'll fart. What? <laughs> like the avatar will fart. <laughs> or, like, they can do, like, a bit train, and it makes her head get bigger and bigger and bigger until it explodes and she dies. Or they can mute her screen, or they can, like, just a uh,
0: lot of interaction.
1: They can do, like they can change like the attributes of her bodies that she's like huge tits or like a skinny neck or like they can edit the avatar while so, like, she's doing most. of it's like
0: aspects. a next level of like the redeemables I have where you can play a video clip.
1: Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. And like when you see it um it's one of those things where it's like oh this is what this is the eventuality that the internet intends for this to do.
0: Interactive TV.
1: Yeah, like this is this is the eventuality. And then you're like, well, if this is the eventuality that we're donating money while this person's doing their job interviewing someone else, we're donate we're donating money to change the size of her head so that she looks like a penis. Right. Like that's the eventuality. That's that's the future. That's where we're going.
0: It feels like idiocracy, right? <laughs> With all the other things that could have been considered idiocracy in twenty twenty, like that. That feels very idiocracy.
1: But at the same time, this girl has taught herself all of the coding required. She's taught herself uh, all the motion caption suit and how to use this. It's, and that's the
0: big value, right? She
1: is, she is a producer of one. And she has taken nothing but her time and invested 100% into learning this and then turning it into a Twitch stream that she then has found a way to monetize. Just like cam girls will say, tip so much money and I'll take my top off for you. Mm -hmm. She's like, tip so much money and you can change the shape of the avatar. I don't care. Hmm. She got banned for Twitch because for a dollar she would send you a D pic. And it was just a picture of the letter D. (laughs) Like this is the kind of humor that she has, right? And it, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know her name. It's like Miko or Miko or, you know, it's.
0: I've never heard of her. I don't know.
1: Search on it. It's like, they call it virtual tubing or something like that. But it all comes down to.
0: But there's ad- got to be some, vine, like, so, some vinyl-like freaks that are going to be like, I'm going to unearth all this old podcast shit. There's going to be those guys. There's going to be fringe guys. Sure. but It won't, they're be, gonna, the main, it won't be the main.
1: They're going to unearth like Duncan Trussell. Think so? Or they're gonna earn unearth like something stupid, like it's it's like this n- podcast. No, dumber than this. <laughs> dumber than this. This is not. This is this is this like is, this
0: is too laid back. This is too.
1: This is two guys shooting the shit. This is what like podcasting is cool about. Because if you ever have that FOMO, that fear of missing out, or if you just want to be there in the room and hang out and bullshit, like that's some like that's why your best podcasts are with you and your wife. Cause it's just the two of you in the room, just shooting the shit, hanging out. Right. And you cheese it up. Sure. You spice it up a little bit. Yeah. You got You put a little bit of that Peruvian s- swerve in it, <laughs> but at the same time, so does your wife. She, she's, she spices it up every once in a while. And
0: mm-hmm. she, I don't know. You pretty much get her. <laughs> I see. I, I like to think that, uh, that I know what's going to happen, but I never do. <laughs> ever as i get like the thousand yard stare
1: <laughs> you guys no this this latest one that you've you've started doing is a really good project and you're doing really it's well fun
0: and it. and we honestly and i
1: love that game boy opening theme that you found it's perfect right it's so good
0: it's, it's so good hey listen listen
1: Coming that all day long all day long you know what i love also about that song What's up? a and drum track in the background oh
0: yeah someone's killing it
1: yeah that's great that's, that's a complete stuff. could you imagine being presented you're the artist and you're like these are all the sounds this thing is capable of doing
0: mm-hmm. then you come up with that
1: and that's what hits you man like it's that's... so catchy
0: it's not like here and here's the thing it's not even the main theme of that game. It's from Uh-oh. Super Mario Land, uh-huh. Game Boy. Yeah. It's not even like the ma- the one that everybody knows, you know. That's the main one, right? Mm-hmm. This is like a secondary level and I'm just it's it's just stuck in my head from a child.
1: It's perfect. You know, do you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Is that stupid show we had in the early 90s? Where they were big family living at one house. Step by step. No, 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 and it had the guy that was um, Downs.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Um. Uh, li- not life. Now, well, life the song on? was "Life Goes." The song was "Life Goes On," right?
1: Was that the name of the show, or no?
0: You're talking about Corky. Yeah, 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 yeah. O-I-D, O-I-R, life, life goes, goes on. on.
1: Ah. ah! Yeah. Ah, la, 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 life goes on. Is it? Was it? No, no, no. Their opening theme. I thought it was Our House. The uh, uh, Our House very 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 fine house no 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 you can't, no 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 oh no let's no let's see no, no. Hold on I here I'm I got to pull it you're out I got to break the fourth one. I got to
0: know I got to know this one thing
1: here's here's my favorite part about this podcast is you know that there's someone screaming at their stereo right now they're like they're cuz it's been me it's been me you've been talking to like sheets about something and you're like you know nothing about what you're talking about it's ah!
0: it, it it is life goes on life goes on is the, 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 the name of the show
1: all right no no wait, wait. can you get the opening theme Okay. That's because I don't think it's the song Life Goes On. I think it's our house. Mm-mm, here we go. Here we go. Hello? Hello? Oh, oh. Oh. Ah, you're right. Oh, this is handy. <laughs> it is
2: handy. The podcast
1: is brought to you by Rude. So there you go. What year was that?
0: This is. I mean. Is it going to give me? Uh, it ran from so. Life goes on ran from
1: nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. I had I had it right. Late late eighties,
0: early nineties. Right. Yeah, you had that it was, right.
1: That was some TV. That was bad TV too.
0: That was when uh, what was that?
1: Whenever I hear people talk about "rest of us" and how much they love, uh, or what is that show? Last of Us, not Last of Us. No, you're just, talking
0: uh, about the depart, not Departed. Uh, uh, the.
1: No, it's that one on on. It's like the huge drama that everybody cries about because people die and stuff like that. This is Us or something like that.
0: This is Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. If you talk about that show, I'm like, that's nah, just life goes on. That's just thirty something. That's just.
0: Yeah, it's mostly lighthearted, and then they just punch you in the gut with something that crazy. Was,
1: uh, what was uh party of five?
0: Party of five. Yeah, yeah. Any Dawson's of that stuff. Dawson's
1: Creek. Dawson's Creek was shit, though. That one. one Tree Hill. That that's a better one. Or what was the other one with the sisters? Um,
0: oh, you're talking the,
1: the the CW or whatever it was. Um, uh,
0: Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was shit too, though.
0: <laughs> I mean it just didn't speak to our demo genre didn't speak yeah. to our demo let's be honest let's let's face they were going after they were going after the females at the time sure
1: no that's what they need you need you need a um you need a drama like party of five but it it uh talks about professional wrestling and the it takes the kayfabe off like it's on and off Talking about glow no Glow wasn't as dr- uh
0: Glow was pretty close. It didn't have, it, didn't, it, was, it focused on the women.
1: Right. I think you could focus on just the, the, uh, the business more.
0: Uh, Wait, are you just talking about wrestling? <laughs> like it is now?
1: Yeah, yeah, but like.
0: Or the podcasts that surround wrestling?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It could be something more. It could be something way more.
0: You mean a scripted drama though?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better scripted drama.
0: Better scripted drama. Oh, no,
1: just scripted by different people. I mean, I, you know what? I think like the people that write for like Young and the Restless and stuff like that, mm-hmm. General Hospital. Yeah, like those writers. I think if you let them loose with Vince McMahon's,
0: gave them gave them like WWE rights.
1: Like if you just let them be, if Vince just hired them on for twelve months, you got twelve months. Make something. Make something. Anything. You got. 100% creativity, whatever you want to do. Now, here's this our is, catalog.
0: Here's our anthology. Yeah. Here are the stories. Talk to any of the wrestlers you want to.
1: Right. And he was like, now, granted, this is the product that we're making. It's At the end of the day, it's still a fighting situation. Yeah. If you can't make this happen.
0: Didn't they kind of do that with that... Uh, I'm just saying. I think they could with that movie with the where the girl it was about was it about Becky Lynch? I don't even know who it was about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, family.
0: Fan, it's in in the family or something yeah, like that.
1: That was a great movie. It got a, it got a lot of good. That movie got a lot of respect from people who aren't wrestling fans. Yeah. And if you want to put more eyes on the WWE,
0: what about all uh, what's his name with the wrestler
1: Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke. Yeah, that's that's too dark.
0: Man. That's too dark. <laughs> that's, we need to find a happy medium. No, 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 between no. the I, Becky Lynch story and the I, Mickey Rourke thing. I think
1: you just take the Becky Lynch story and you you make it a a a dramedy. Right, you make it a 16 episode series. That could be good. You could even do like American horror story where each series, each season is just a different person.
0: Well, it's it it could be the same uh it could be the same Sorry, I didn't quite
1: catch that. I know you didn't, didn't bitch. So no one asked
0: you. you. Yeah, where you have the same have the same actors playing a different character, right? That'd be good.
1: No, 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 not even that. Not that, or just
0: have it be just different every season,
1: right? Like this season is the Becky Lynch story, just drawn out in sixteen episodes, and the next season is Ultimate the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior story. All right, Because yeah. I mean, isn't Rocks doing a a Young Rock series?
0: Yeah, but that's gonna. I think it's gonna be like a sitcom, right?
1: Right, but even still, Man. I think you could. I think there's some untapped, but I also think, like I said, if Vince, what if
0: they did like, all right, how about this? How about this?
1: Or what if Vince had, um, what's his face? The Golden Pony. Um. Golden Pony. Yeah, the Golden Pony. Uh, um. Starts with the T. Tony Hinchcliffe. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I couldn't think of his name either. <laughs> I was like, I know it starts with the T. Yeah,
1: just have Tony. Just Write like, something you're the you know or
0: what if you had like a style like an office style sitcom about, about the writers wrestling. about wrestling or about the writers in wrestling rooms like right. i've those those have turned into like kind of my favorite thing
1: so that like, would be great like an office like a like a parks and rec but it's the production crew the touring production crew for like the for like the wwe it's just the writer's room it's the, it, it no you can even have like the, the guys that set up in the stage you can have the refs yeah and then you just have cameos of like you know whoever the popular people wrestles, pop in yeah and yeah they pop in say a couple of lines and pop out.
0: That'd be kind of cool. You know what I've been so, that,
1: you could easily make a thirty minute sitcom out of something like that six camera situation.
0: So we've been kind of talking about like to to, to kind of branch off of this like we've been kind of talking about
1: gonna, some we just we're giving these ideas away for free guys.
0: I know, I know. it's it's time stamped <laughs> December thirty first, twenty twenty be the best thing to come out of 2020. Oh man. Um, the, but so on, kind of on that subject like I love that style though. I love that style of of sitcom where it's not the standard, you know, two and a half men, you know, fake audience shit. It's uh, The Office or Parks and Rec or lately we've really we just finished up our first watch through of The Good Place. I love
1: The Good oh, Place. Oh my
0: god. That's our new thing cuz cuz The Office is leaving Netflix. Today,
1: the writing, the writing on the good place, to me, like that writing.
0: When who doesn't love Kristen Bell?
1: Come on, is so perfect, and Kristen <laughs> Bell delivers those lines. She's so good. She delivers those fake curse words. So good, like, and, and you know exactly what words uh-huh, she's trying to say. Uh-huh. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> it is so perfect. It's like oh, we'll get past the censors every time with this.
0: I'll tell you who's the, who's the sleeper in that show is cheaty. Uh, Cheaty's Chidi. yeah. the sleeper in that show. Yes, so he good, is.
1: he is so good. When he and,
0: loses his mind and he's and he's making that chili, uh-huh. you put the cheap the peeps in the chili pot, and stir it all around. He's like, "Come on, kids, dip your mitts in my stew." Like he's I'm, just lost his
1: mind. And the Jacksonville kids, my favorite. Oh yeah, Duval!
0: yeah, dude. And having lived in Jacksonville, uh-huh. I know everything he's talking about. And yeah, it's fucking on point. It's it's, a, it's an exaggeration, it's but it's on
1: point. But the the writers to me. They, that show is so incredibly well-written. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly smart, and it doesn't dumb it down.
0: And who doesn't love Ted Danson?
1: Uh, Ted Danson's great. In, the whole He's an cast,
0: American dude. treasure. I would love to sit down with Ted Danson.
1: The whole cast, that whole story, it's a great show. Any of you out there know Ted Danson, hit
0: him up for me. Yeah. I'm going to sit down with him.
1: Man, if you talk to That's Ted Silver Danson, Fox. how fucking cool would that be?
0: Dude, I can't. It's like, dude, uh, let's talk about Becker. I don't want to talk about Cheers. No. Let's talk about Becker. Yeah. Ted Danson, or, or uh, what's the show he did with? Uh, but does
1: he has got a new show coming out now? Doesn't he? He
0: did that one show. I loved he's the first two new, seasons he, of he's it. He's
1: got a new show coming out.
0: I'm sure he does. He's I like mean, some
1: political figure or something. And oh, it's I'm those, sure it'll like,
0: be great. Like
1: uh, political dramas. You know, they have like uh, the the designated survivor or the uh the madam secretary or right right survivor.
0: right it's yeah, gonna yeah. be like another 40 like yeah 24 was hours that, show that michael
1: j fox did uh where he was like in the mayors of new york city or was something? that
0: mad city no something city
1: i think it was mad city i don't think it was mad city what was that show
0: mac mac, mac city Something and city who
1: took over for him after the, cause he got sick. It was, he got sicker. Um,
0: didn't not David Spade. It was, uh, wasn't it the guy from, uh, news radio?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was that?
0: Um, um the main dude. Why can't I think of his name? I keep thinking of David Spade, but that's something no, different.
1: It, it's not, um,
0: he was kid one of the kids in the hall.
1: No, no. I thought it was, uh, from St. Elmo's fire. Uh, had a bad drug and alcohol problem. Um, Rob Lowe.
0: No, Rob Lowe was uh, Parks and Rec.
1: That's right. Uh, Spin City. Spin City. That was the name Spin of the show. City, Spin City, not Mad City. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Keep keep y'all <laughs> y- <laughs> at the radio. We're not looking it up.
1: <laughs> that was a great show, though, wasn't it? It was a good one. Michael did well at that.
0: It was it was a really good one. Um, and
1: uh, so that uh, what was that movie? Frighteners. Oh, Frighteners was good. That's a sleeper movie. If you've never seen Frighteners, or if you know someone that you can show Frighteners to for the first time. That's a good...
0: I'll take you one more. I meant to bring this up earlier. At the top of the podcast, we were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, Christmas movies that we were watching. Scrooge. I brought Scrooge. Right. Here's a sleeper movie for you. If you got Disney Plus, go watch The Santa Claus. The yep. Santa Claus is a good fucking movie. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Don't watch the sequels so much. I... I I never watched the third one. I remember watching the second one once or twice, but I watched the shit out of the first one. Dude, going back and watching it as an adult, you're like, holy shit. Like, there's so much I didn't get as a kid.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, My adult Christmas movie favorite um, is obviously National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. But on Netflix, there's the Very Murray Christmas.
0: Very Murray's really good. And Um, that's,
1: that's an adult Christmas musical little jaunt through with bill murray yeah that's I i've watched it
0: i've watched it a couple of christmases in a row
1: it's uh i watch it every christmas since it came out like while you've been like
0: three years four playing years playing something kids like that. stuff
1: together or mm-hmm. whatever. you play that one this year i played it for my mom for the first she saw it for the first time she's like that was really nice i was like i know right <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just it's just unassuming. Great to play in the background. You yeah, can yeah. pay attention to it or not. Right. Um, we watch. Uh, there's another Netflix movie, uh, a Christmas movie called El Camino Christmas. I don't know if you uh, watched that at I have all. I've not. It's uh, Tim Allen's in it. I, I'm oddly enough, but um, but it's just about this guy who's looking for his dad. And now he gets a so weird guy, by the way. Yeah, he's a little weird. Um, but, like it's, like, it's about a guy who's looking for his dad. He goes to this small town and gets caught up and, in, in like, uh, like framed by the cops. And, th- and then there's this weird standoff situation. It's it's really good, though. It's really good. Um, we usually watch it while we're decorating the tree. It's kind of dark, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I, um, no, we watch Love Actually. That's my wife's favorite.
0: I was going to say, what are your musts for Christmas? Love
1: Actually's. And then uh, we watch the Charlie Brown. Okay. We watch um Christmas vacation. Yeah. Uh The Very Murray. And then we'll either watch scrooged or we'll watch uh The Christmas Carol by the Muppets. We won't watch Muppet both, Christmas Carol's good. But we'll pick one of the other. Yeah.
0: We didn't we we opted not for Muppets this year. We went for Scrooge this year. Right. Um Home Alone's always a must for us. At least at least the first one.
1: I'm not a Home Alone fan to be honest yeah. with you. Um and then, uh, Wonderful Life.
0: We didn't do any of the classics like That's, Wonderful Life or Miracle.
1: Wonderful Life's my uh, my wife, one of my other wife's favorites.
0: I love that one. Remember when our remember when our uh, our school did the play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one, man. That thing sold out three it's, nights, something
1: like that. It's uh, it's one of those movies that every time my wife plays it, I'm like, I don't really want to watch this old movie.
0: Right but then now. you don't look away from it.
1: But then, like, yeah, you're in it. You're in it. You're in it. It's because it's a good story. It's really well done.
0: Two firsts this uh, this past year that uh, that the wife had never seen. She never watched planes, trains, and automobiles.
1: I have to say, I've never watched that one all the way through. I've just watched clips. I've never watched the whole thing through. It's on my list of things to do, but I figure like it's a Thanksgiving thing. I gotta wait till next Thanksgiving.
0: We watched it. Uh, it's on the Plex. You say no, um, but we watched it uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, cause it's like one of the only like really good Thanksgiving comedy movies, right? It is the perfect movie all the way through. And there's a, there is a video that our friend Sheets sent me about that movie that it was originally like over three hours long and they had to cut it down to what it is now. And they kind of told you, here's where you'll see this stuff that was part of the original cut of the movie it may have no, it may make no sense to you, you know, but they cut it in such a way that it didn't matter. Right. It was such a perfect fucking movie and and we watched it and Chris was like, "I can't believe I've never seen that movie before. It's so fucking good." And it's so well-paced that they never linger too long on one thing or another. It's so good. There's that one and then she has never watched from start to finish a Christmas story. Ever. She's like, "I've seen parts of it." She she's right. like for, so for years. Also- We've been together like 10 years and she's like, I don't know what the big deal about this movie is. We watched it all the way through. She's like.
1: There's a lesser known sequel to the Christmas story. I knew there was a sequel. I think it's called A Summer Story or something along those lines. And it's a sequel. Yeah. And it's about spinning tops. What? Instead of Red Ryder BB guns. And like learning life lessons.
0: Was it any good?
1: I'd, I'd say Par
0: the thing that I like about Christmas story is I was a huge wonder years fan well, yeah. and it was a gigantic precursor to the wonder years. You can tell well, it's
1: that it's that adult narration over the top of the yep. kid growing up. Yep. Right. And that gave us the wonder years. And then that gave us how I met your mother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, just that, that narrator talking. I think how I met your
0: top. mother was the last like, um, canned audience laughter show that I was ever into.
1: Right. Well, that was, it was cause Bob Saget was the voice of, head
0: yeah well it's i think it also because it was a it was a right at the perfect time in it was life bob saget well it was bob saget but it was also the perfect no, time listen, of life i'm
1: telling you <laughs>
0: what but it spoke to those it spoke to the bar days have for you me. seen
1: the, this is what you need to look up if you haven't okay try to listen to any podcast that bob saget's ever been on
0: okay i've listened to the ones he's done with uh rogan
1: because most of the podcasts that bob saget's on he attempts to submarine and it's hilarious.
0: He attempts like, what do you mean?
1: Just he he tries to ruin it.
0: He just tries to ruin it. Just even like, even Rogan. Yeah.
1: Really. Even not not to a degree some of Rogan's parts, but like you hear him on anybody else's podcast, and it's like him politely trying to ruin the podcast.
0: Well, I know he does like ter- his terrible like Bob Saget dad jokes.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just bad Bob Saget. Just awkward. He's just, he's milking it.
0: You think he's just, you think he's just bored and he's like, what can I oh, do? he's to- having a blast. You know who, you know who I know that is really and, good at doing that?
1: And that's why like, that's why when it's so like when you look for Bob Saget podcast, look for him and the other comedians because the comedians know what he's doing. Yeah. The comedian, a comedian knows when they're busting chops and shit. Right. And they know they can talk shit and, and work out bits in like a booth eating French fries. Right. Right. So like that's what you see is going on and it's funny.
0: And they're trying to navigate it to uh-huh. try to, to try to keep it interesting.
1: There was one with him and David Spade that was funny. Uh, I think I saw a Norm MacDonald.
0: Norm was doing that show on Netflix for a while that right. was really good.
1: Um and there's a Norm MacDonald and I Rob really Saget that, show. that was kind of funny. Like they're just
0: I forgot all about I don't know if I finished that season. Norm McDonald did a show where it was well, basically got, like a late night show and it yeah. was good.
1: Well, he 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 did Norm McDonald. Yeah, and it pissed somebody off, and yeah. then he got canceled. Um, because you can't. I mean,
0: you know who's good about wrecking wrecking shows when they go onto him and and Norm I know them. can do
1: it better than anybody.
0: Uh, well, from from my from my wheelhouse, from my from my group, uh, Giant Brian. Yeah. Oh, he loves to just go in and mess everything up.
1: I also think Joaquin Phoenix loves it too. Oh yeah. Like, because Joaquin can just
0: what was that movie when he was really going leaning into it?
1: Oh no, that was the weirdest. I remember seeing that. I
0: want to see it. I never
1: saw it. It was this documentary that he made about himself that you find out was later scripted.
0: And he was just pretending like he was a train wreck, but like because then he, he got into it with Letterman, right? Yeah, really but there's,
1: bad. There's parts of the uh, there's parts of it where he gets into it with Letterman. That's part of the documentary there's parts of the documentary where you see him doing cocaine off a stripper's asses. Like you see a stripper with her ass and he's doing cocaine right next to her crack. Just. And you're like, is this, what is he? The whole time you watch that, even if I tell you the whole thing is scripted, you're going to be like, yeah, but that's real. Hmm. Like that's wait a minute. Like the whole time I can't remember what the name of it is. I'm sure you could IMDB Walking Phoenix. Yeah, but why? Let's and, let
0: the audience do that.
1: And and no, but I'm sure like you can it's it was an interesting look.
0: Normally and, I would know this, but I'm a few and highlights Joaqu- in.
1: Right. And Walking Phoenix was like he was he was that friend group with Christian Bale and um River Phoenix. I mean River is his older brother.
0: River I mean, died, right? Yeah. River's Overdosed, yeah, heroin.
1: Overdosed. Drew like, was on
0: Sequest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Keep that's Going, I'm going to grab some beers.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's so I mean Joaquin comes from like this really weird childhood star and then growing up as an adult. So you you expect him to be weird and then he has this whole method acting where he becomes Johnny Carson, a heroin addict or like he becomes the Joker, right? I mean, that's But even before that, he was this uh this this documentary about just how fucking weird he wanted to be and how weird hollywood is and how it didn't fucking matter i don't know it's it's worth a watch if you haven't
0: but we love we love it when when people get balls deep into their into their craft right like heath ledger right
1: Right, no, but, like, we love it when people spiral out of control. We want to see – that was, like, the point Joaquin Phoenix was making is that we would rather see him spiral into a shitstorm than see him succeed. Yeah. We would rather see Joaquin Phoenix in a shaky handy cam do cocaine off a stripper's ass than see him be at the top of his craft. That it's was nuts, right? that was kind of the point I felt like he was making. And like you see, Pauly Shore, he did a movie called Poly Shore is Dead.
0: Uh yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but I know Shagma.
1: And he did a horrible job at it. But the whole point of that movie was that he could make more money being dead than he could being alive.
0: It's that meta shit.
1: Right. And but like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta fucking do it. And I think Joaquin did it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Polly did it. (laughs) (laughs) Joaquin
0: went all the way, right?
1: Right. Yeah. You don't ever go full.
0: Yeah. You never go full.
1: How the, I remember seeing that in a magazine and Al Udeed. I was deployed. I was like, wait a minute. Robert Downey Jr. is a black guy. (laughs)
0: Like Topic thunder, man.
1: Like that wasn't even blackface. That was like,
0: that was something else. That was something, like, there's just, there are these things, and I look back on a lot of my favorite movies, and I'm like.
1: That was like, who was the guy that played MacGyver?
0: I just called him MacGyver.
1: Uh, MacGyver. That was like uh, Richard Dean Anderson. That was like if Richard Dean Anderson was a Klingon. Yeah. Because that'd be, I mean, Klingon. Pretty weird, right? Klingon is blackface in Star Trek. Let's face it, right?
0: Kind of, yeah. I never thought about it like that, but yeah.
1: Right, I mean, am I wrong? I, I, I mean, I can learn. It can be. Me, I think
0: it's just Klingons. Just anything that's different from the norm.
1: Right, but they were the token black people, sure, weren't they? I don't know
0: though. You had uh, oh, what's his name from Reading Rainbow?
1: Yeah, you're right, LeVar Burton. Right, but so can a white actor be a Klingon though?
0: I think white we're, actors were Klingons. <laughs> were, were they? they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it that button? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking wharf man.
1: Yeah. He was a black guy, right? Yeah, he was. Right, but like the others were like they were like Mongolian almost. I, I always, thought, I would I always say, felt, I, yeah, I, I always felt like they
0: were the Mongols.
1: I agree that, like, if you look at like culturally, they most resemble the warring tribes of the Mongols. Sure. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were they were just they were essentially there to be the barbarians of the situation, right? The they, Huns. Yeah, they were the Huns. Like they were just the ones that didn't care. They they were gonna take whatever made sense well, or whatever was ordered.
1: They had an equal claim to whatever it was that the Federation did. Right. They were just a little bit more violent about it.
0: And yeah, they were chaos, is what it was. Like Federation's trying to be order and they're yeah. trying to be chaos. Makes sense. So stupid. We're both like, or were they? <laughs> um, another thing you could try out, yeah, yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Superstore.
1: Super. You know what I've been watching lately is on Prime. I've been watching Expanse.
0: I love those books.
1: I just got through the first season.
0: I just got the fifth book for Christmas, actually. And book five.
1: I love how it's. I don't know if the books are this way, but the TV show is like a deep space noir. Yes, and like that detective character is just—it's a really good character. Yeah. Nice, well-written, badass noir character. Mm-hmm. And then all the other characters surrounding it seem to be pretty good as well.
0: Right. So, so it is. Uh,
1: I've just gone. I'm just through the first season. I don't know how that shakes out in the books.
0: But. Yeah, I don't know how they how they paced it. I don't know if they did a season as a book kind of thing. Um, but if you read the books, they're very much like Game of Thrones. Each chapter is from a different perspective, and sometimes right. they do. This is what happened on Holden's side. Yeah, Yeah. so they'll do they'll do Holden and then then they'll do detective, right? Yeah. What's his name? What's his name? I don't know. It's played played by Thomas Jane, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's who's excellent? Thomas Jane's great. Yeah. Um, if you ever saw Hung on HBO, he's really good in that. Um, but uh, yeah, Thomas Jane, you got a piss? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Ah! We'll we'll continue this.
1: He's feeding me shit beer.
0: Life is shit beer my friend. Uh, I love it
1: though. We you can't all love it. it for <laughs> Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Uh, afternoon delight. About breakfast delight. What? You have afternoon delight. What about? It? What about breakfast
0: delight? Dude, breakfast delight's excellent. Breakfast food's the best food.
1: Are you familiar with the uh, the sandwich, the Monte Cristo?
0: The Monte Cristo? Yes. Oh yeah, I make. I'll tell you about it. But you can you can say your thing. But I do make a. Uh, Thanksgiving Day Monte Cristo, or Thanksgiving Leftover Monte Cristo. I'll tell you about it. Go ahead and no, 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 do no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I'm just going to say the Monte Cristo is a fucking badass sandwich that I discovered drunk as fuck in Vegas one time.
0: Really? When When was this? How long ago?
1: Four years ago. Because uh, there's a, my work, there's a convention in Vegas every year around my career field that I have to go to. Yeah. So every year I have to go to Vegas. Um, I hate going to Vegas. It's not that much fun. I've found... I think I it's what, fun when
0: you got friends for sure.
1: I tell you what I've distilled Vegas into two nights of fun. So yeah. like if me and you went to Vegas, I could, we just need two nights and we could jam it full.
0: I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like I've, I've been to been Ve- enough
1: times that I know exactly how to do it.
0: I've been to Vegas for three nights and five nights. And I will say that three nights is perfect because you do have that last recovery night, which is great if you do it right. Like if you want to party all the way through, great. You're gonna have to recover on the way home, but I think it's best, like you said, two nights of just hardcore going out, and then you recover for a night, or one hardcore night, rest a night, just kind of chill out, find something cool to do around town, then another hardcore night, and then go home. Like it's it's just it's just fun, because dude, the Vegas is the only place I've gone where we walked out of a place and I didn't know it was daylight outside. Like I we went in and it was one time a night. And then we walked out. I was like, "Oh no, the sun is up!" Like it was that kind of thing. Um,
1: New Orleans was. New Orleans will do that too.
0: I've been to New Orleans a couple times. We went for a, for a wedding a few years ago, and it was amazing New fun. New Orleans is
1: a great place to have a wedding.
0: It's uh, they had their wedding in the World War II Museum, actually. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's wonderful. We stayed like just down the street from uh-huh. it, so we were in the French Quarter, and uh, there were some great like courtyard brewings right there. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of really great breweries down there. You
1: got Beignets. You got oh a, my god, you know, dude!
0: Beignets, there's beignets. just so many. There was there, there was this one place that was a bakery slash bar uh-huh, uh-huh. under a bridge.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <sighs> I think it was just called like bakery bar or something like that.
1: But I've been to Vegas enough times that I can I can boil it down.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I've got I, like I've I've been and I think I've been. Th- Maybe I've been three times at this point. Yeah, I've been three times because I went for two fight fight weeks, and I went for uh, for for a bachelor party one time. And so I've got like where I do like one night in old Vegas for sure. Yeah, one night on the strip, uh-huh. and you're usually good. Like maybe a couple like you find a little, couple of random things to do outside of the strip.
1: But that's right. About it. So one night four years ago, my boss was basically told that he was getting half the bonus he expected, mm-hmm. and it pissed him off. So he said, Tonight we're drinking. I said, Okay. So me and my boss, we went out to Fremont Street. We're drinking. I love Fremont. He gave me a $100 bill to sit down at a blackjack table with him.
0: You can, and on at, Fremont, you can make that last for hours. I turned
1: that $100 bill into $400. And when I picked it up and handed it to him, he goes, That's yours, man. That's fucking crazy. Like it was that kind of night. And we get in, and as we're getting in, another buddy of mine's coming from the poker table. And I see him, and he goes, what are you guys up to? And I go, I think, I think it's the end of the night. And my boss, he goes, yeah, I think it's the end of the night too. And I go, but I'm hungry as shit. I could eat some food. And then the guy that came walking up that works with us, he goes, I could eat. And my boss was like, food sounds good. So then we went to the, the, the guy at the front desk and said, hey, we're looking to eat some hot food. Like, is there a 24-hour place nearby? And they said, if you go two casinos down, their buffet – is closed, but they have a restaurant and they'll cook you anything you want. Mm. It's like, so we go to the restaurant and like the menu is like twelve pages. Like you're like, oh Jesus! And I'm looking through and I can't figure out what I want to eat. And my buddy, he sits down. The the guy, the third guy that came up, he sits down. He looks at the menu and instantly goes, "Okay." I'm like, "What'd you find, man?" And he goes, "They got a Monte Crisco. I said, "What's that?" And so I look and I find it in the menu and it's like. Oh, it's a ham and cheese sandwich and the toast is French toast and it's got like cinnamon and syrup on it and like
0: sweet and salty, man, sweet and savory.
1: And I was like, holy fuck, that sounds amazing. And I had one and it, it changed my life. I'd never had that sandwich before. And I was like, this is the 2 a.m. Drunk sandwich.
0: Isn't it incredible when like, it's you- like,
1: this is like, you could have a Monte Cristo any other time in your life and mm-hmm. be fine, but. Just know that the meal this sandwich was invented for was at 2 a.m.
0: Yeah. Well, isn't it incredible though when you find those things? Like in your channel, like, this was fucking here? The whole goddamn time? The whole time.
1: Mom, you know, like I called my mom off the next day I it's like, yeah, I had a Monte Crisco sandwich. You ever had one of those? She, my mom's like, yeah, those are amazing. I'm like, you've had one before and you never get me one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a couple places when, when me and the, the wife lived in, uh, before we moved back to Athens, we lived in Fayetteville. There were a couple of places we found like the month before we left. I'm like, oh, this place worst. has been here the whole time that's and now I'm moving worst. an hour and a half away. It's, no, it, feels, it feels terrible.
1: My wife has this ability. It's like the sixth sense in seeing dead people. She can make friends with coworkers two weeks before they leave
0: probably amazing people too
1: oh amazing and it's like oh we're leaving two weeks bye (laughs)
0: let me tell you what'll change your life all right Okay. I talk. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. I know I've talked about it in the stream before because it would be around uh, Thanksgiving time, okay, right?
1: This is the Monte Cristo Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is the leftover
0: really Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, talk slow. So, so oh, what you do? Some right? Usually, usually you have what ham and turkey, right? For 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 Thanksgiving. Um, what you do ahead of time? I will go to the grocery store, or even the day after Thanksgiving, because it's not really busy at the grocery store. You go and buy yourself a nice sourdough loaf. Okay. Sourdough. All right. Yeah. Um, and what you're going to do is take that, lay it out on the plate. You're going to go grab your turkey and your ham, whatever portions you would like. I usually do a one-to-one. It's very nice. Um, And then instead of cheese, well, you're going to butter the outsides of the bread. Instead of cheese, you're going to take that leftover mac and cheese and put it on top, right? And since Monte Cristo usually involves powdered sugar or some sort of like raspberry jam, no, 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 no. You're gonna do cranberry sauce. Sure, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, yeah, yeah. and then you're going to uh, place it in the skillet, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're going to uh, you're gonna cover that, cook it low so it can warm up everything in the middle without burning the bread, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then cut that thing in half, and that is your Thanksgiving leftover Monte Cristo sandwich, crispy, mm-hmm. cheesy in the middle, mm-hmm. both both holiday meats yeah. involved. Oh uh, yeah. Especially if you've got that that honey baked ham, right? Uh, Candied like ham, so it's I, so good.
1: I always believed that a Thanksgiving sandwich was possible, mm-hmm. but I'd never seen it done. It's incredible. And then we're in England, yeah. And it's the first. Me and my wife are living in um, Lake and Heath, England, which is three hours north of London, mm-hmm. an hour outside of Cambridge.
0: Everybody thinks that England's so small. It's really it is not. small. It's no. small, but still, you're still, you can't, like, there are people, like, as a kid, I didn't realize you could be three hours north of London.
1: It's smaller, it's smaller than Texas. Sure. Like, it's like, imagine Georgia, like, that's like, living in England, it was no big deal to drive four and a half hours to see Stonehenge in a day, and then drive back. So then it was like, well, I live here in Georgia, but this part of Georgia's four and a half hours away. What's the big deal? I did it in England.
0: It's like going to Savannah for the day. Yeah. Sure.
1: Whatever. We can do it. Let's do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's how we. That's the attitude we had living in England. Anyway, so it was the first time that me and my wife were having Valentine's Day and we were married. And at the time, she had been living in England for about two months, and I had saved a lot of money up. So I bought a really nice hotel room, like $175 a night, hotels room suite, right off the Tower Bridge in London. And we went there. And on w- the parliamentary side of Tower Bridge, if you go right there across the street, there's a little sandwich deli shop. And in that sandwich deli shop, they had ham, turkey, roast beef. But they didn't have, like... The boar's head packaged ham that they they shaved off. No, they had like a big ham that they would shave off. They had still the same meat slicer, but they someone
0: brought them a ham.
1: They would slice it from a ham or roast beef. They would slice it from a big ass chuck roast. Right,
0: like it was. I'm making my mouth water. Go ahead.
1: Right, and then I saw them like the way they had it set up was like Subway. You pick your bread, you pick your meat, and then you pick your toppings. And they said, "Do you want dressing with this?" Damn. And I said, What? And like, we, we have a dressing, a cornbread dressing, if you'd like, with it. And I said, well, I need to stop right now. And like, what's going on? It's like, can I call an audible? I'm like, what's going on? It's like, I don't want the roast beef anymore. I want the turkey. Like, I didn't realize what I was getting into right now, and I want the turkey. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So they sliced me some turkey, some smoked turkey, put it on that big ass piece of bread, put some, some cornbread stuffing, dressing on top of that. Mm. Some uh, spinach leaves, like fresh-picked spinach leaves kind of situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some some cranberry dressing that's all crumbly. It wasn't like the jelly shit that has the, the ridges on it. Man, this was, this was something else, man. All right. <laughs> and then they had like these little crunchy onion things. I said, yeah, I want some of those on there. Oh, the
0: stuff that goes on top of like a green bean casserole? Yeah. Okay, all right
1: and like by the time and then it's like do you want gravy? And I was like wait a minute. <laughs> you should have led with that.
0: <laughs> ah, can you give me a cup of it that I can just dip the sandwich in?
1: So they put some gravy on it, smashed the whole thing together. I had one, my wife had one. There's no place to eat there in the restaurant. It's like a hole in the wall. Did you guys
0: just stand on the side of the street eating we this thing like animals. <laughs>
1: we walked across the street to the Tower Bridge and we're sitting there at the steps of the Tower Bridge. And we're seeing these people come across, and all these tourists take pictures, and we're just like two savages, just.
0: <laughs> but we did
1: we did shit like that all the time when we lived over there. Like yeah. it was that was what was so amazing was Europe and their food, and America is the same way. It really yeah. is. It's it's no matter where you are, there's great places to eat and bad places to eat, but everyone's cuisine. Everyone's best shot is is delicious.
0: I love that. That's a great story.
1: But it was ah oh, yeah man. That's we, a good memory right there. We ah oh, we had all kinds we we went to uh, when we went to Italy with my daughter one one of the the best things we heard was uh we would hear the ladies walking by going bambino
2: yeah, you like, told well, me about look this. Yeah. The
1: baby, the bambino. And it's so all you heard was the bambino. And they would like, they would ooh and ah at the little baby that was there with us. And it was like, you're walking. Venice is like, Venice, there are no roads with cars. You have the Grand Canal where you see boats. Like, we saw a boat that had a, a refrigerator in it. And the guy was delivering a refrigerator to a house, like a like a whirlpool refrigerator. Yeah. Like, that was the easiest way to deliver it to the home was through this boat. That's nuts. And it was like, you're walking. We're looking for a place to eat and we're walking through this neighborhood. Like these are these people's homes and we're just walking right in their front door. Like, Could you imagine just having tourists just walk by your front door all day every day?
0: It's kind of nuts, man. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminds like what you're saying. Kind of reminds me of uh, when we went to uh, Machu Picchu in uh, in Peru. You go to a, you you basically fly from Lima to um, a city called Cusco, uh-huh. and then from Cusco you take a train into the mountains. It's like a two or three hour train ride into the mountains, and then from there you are now you are now at the base of a mountain where Machu Picchu is on top of this mountain. Right at the base of this mountain, there's a village. Um, and, and you take a big bus, the bus goes up this tiny road. It's probably like I was so young that it wasn't like I was even like, oh, this isn't dangerous at all. Um, it is incredibly dangerous to take a di- giant bus up the side of a hill. Right. Um, but before that, we're in this tiny village and my dad's like, you guys want to get something to eat? Right? Like, yeah. So we start walking around and then there there are literally just people that open their homes to people to come in. They're just cooking food. So we're sitting down at a table just like this. This lady's cooking food right over there in my kitchen, right?
1: And you don't get to pick do you want burritos or tacos? No. It's just whatever the fuck she's cooking. She just brings whatever's cooking in the pot
0: with some rice and some, you know, some sides and stuff. And her kids are watching TV over here, right? Playing with their toys. And I'm like, I'm like, this isn't even a restaurant. This is just someone's home, and they like, "Oh yeah." you
1: paid in. them like twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah,
0: and it probably probably hooked them uh, up for like a week's worth of whatever. The food was good. It was amazing. So good. Oh. I like. I was just like, I like, this. I hate what I hate about that time was I was twenty one, and mentally I was just not there. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew I was in an incredible experience, but I all I was thinking about was like my girlfriend's back home. My friends are out drinking. It was a, it was the worst time for me to go.
1: That's Peru is on my list of places to visit.
0: We got to go. Uh, like we, we, me and the wife talk about. It. We got to go back, and we got to go with my dad while he's still able to travel. Like because he's the guy that can just talk to everyone. He's like he's like oh yeah, you're just getting this tiny the tiniest car you've ever been in. He's gonna take you across Lima <laughs> in the dan- most dangerous fashion,
1: <laughs> and it's gonna be a, yeah. Well, if you need a third wheel. No, I, uh, it's got to happen, man. But no, there's restaurants like from being on the road. Like there's this bar in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And their menu is shit. Mm. They've got, they call them Irish nachos. It's just waffle fries and pork and cheese. And it's it's okay. Yeah. There are good Irish nachos out there though. Right. And then they've got like, uh, they've got a, uh, what is the Shepherd's pie. That's all right. I'm going to hamburger. That's a hamburger. It's just
0: a phone in and in type of Irish right. pub. Yeah.
1: It's an Irish pub phone in it in, but they have a special every night
0: and it's, the specials where it's at, isn't it?
1: And it's like, it got to where I didn't even need to see the menu. It was whatever the special was. I like, love those places. It's, it was one of those situations where you, you had a chef down there that was really good, but he was forced to do this menu. And the, the concession was he got to do a special.
0: So the special is his passion.
1: That's, that's what I truly believe is that whatever the special was, was, without a doubt, whatever the special was, was the best thing on the menu. Yeah. Like I'd ask what the special was. And if it was something like broccolini with more broccolini and broccolini on top of broccolini with Brussels sprouts, I'd be like, fuck, I'm going to have to eat a hamburger tonight. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) But norm- the broccolini is about to turn, apparently. <laughs>
1: but like, but normally it would be like a baseball cut of sirloin with this and like a gravy and a sauce, or it would be like this fish. With and it was like, yeah, when it was good, it was good, right? Whenever it was risotto, you could tell he was he was on vacation.
0: You know the the place here in town that is uh, it's a small chain here in Georgia, but Taqueria del Sol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have pretty good food. I mean, it's nothing that's amazing, but it's nothing that's bad. But more often than not, I'm grabbing that, whatever that special taco, maybe the special taco, it might just be the, the, the blue plate of the night or the, of the Have you guys... Week. So good.
1: Are you guys, you know, that place uh, that's on the river near... Um, so, you know, Showtime Bowl, back that way.
0: Are you talking about like right there on Macon Highway? Like There's just that, across the river where just, Mama's Boy is? Yeah. Uh, Great. Something Falls? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've never been there. I think they closed.
1: No, 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 not that side of town. Not near, not near Mama's Boy.
0: Like the second location of Mama's Boy?
1: Uh, there's a second location. Oh, you're about to blow my mind.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a second location that's technically in Oconee County. Just right ju- okay, old yeah. Old Macon Highway yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. the Showtime Bowl. Right, right, right. You cross the bridge where yeah, the Redneck Riviera is right there. Yeah, yep. It's right there in that little shopping center. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, there's that restaurant there, like the Falls. So if you guys...
0: Yeah, it's called The Falls. That's what right. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, never. Okay. Just I think they closed.
1: They looked very open uh, a couple of days ago.
0: Okay, good. Maybe they just closed during the beginning of the pandemic. Who knows? We'll go check it out.
1: I still haven't checked out that, uh, that butcher spot uh, downtown Watkinsville.
0: <sighs> I think I need to talk to her. Maybe we need to go do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, a, maybe that'll be our New Year jaunt.
1: I don't know. The char- charcuterie is just an adult Lunchable, right?
0: Well, it is. She can't have it she can't have the raw she can't have the raw um cheeses and stuff like that maybe that'll be the first thing we do together after the baby
1: be be wary like i said everything's don't make uh what is it uh they say right yeah a plan's just as good until the front, first punch is thrown
0: that's fine I, I think mike tyson said said that right Somebody everyone's got a plan until they it. get punched in the face is that right. what you're trying to say
1: yeah <laughs> you can say a lot of things in a bunch of different ways and still mean the same thing that you meant it's true Sometimes. Okay. Here's a question for you. Just out of left field. Let's go. I'm just going to change gears. Okay. So I think we both agree if we had to pick, we would prefer our death to be like a light switch.
0: 100%. Just.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you could pick, would you like to know the date and time that it happens or would you like to know the method? So if you know the date and time, you have no idea how. If you know how, you have no idea method, the date and time. Method to just be constantly fearful of.
0: It's I, I would uh, here. I'm a countdown person. I hate that shit. Okay. So when I go, so here's 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 sure, why. Sure. Here's why. Yeah. When I go on vacation, uh huh. I enjoy the first day or two, and then it becomes a countdown to when it's over. Oh no! So I would You're do it for I yourself. I know I would do that to myself with my with my life. So I can't okay. I can't. Okay.
1: So here's so along those can't lines... can't know day and time along those lines. You have to know the date and time. All right. Would you want 30 years heads up or would you want like three months heads up or like three hours heads up three months, three months, Mm,
0: three months, because then I could go do some things that I didn't, that I didn't know I couldn't do, but I'm not waiting 30 years to
1: So let's, let's talk about like, it's again, it's a light switch. Yeah. You know, the date and time. Okay, so let's talk about the last thirty minutes. Okay, and let's talk about how different the last thirty minutes will be if you've been given three hours a head start, or you've been given thirty years of a head start. Would they be different, or would they be the same?
0: Um, I think they'd be more frantic because I'd probably be fitting more stuff in. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it now. Thirty years is not bad, but I feel like that's just longer to dread. But I think three hours is too is too short.
1: You don't have enough time in three hours? No. no. I want to go
0: take a trip somewhere. I can't. No,
1: that boils it down, though. Three hours, you can't take a trip. Wherever you are is where you are.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do?
1: So, no, no, no. So what's the best thing you can do where you're at? Mm. Here's the other thing. Do you want those last 30 minutes to be by yourself or in front of someone else? Like do you want to put
0: Here's an even deeper question. Do you let the do you let the people you love know that you you've only got three hours left? That's- I don't. I no, I don't.
1: I don't. You don't share that information. I don't think I do. But obviously your behavior would be very different, unexplainably different.
0: Maybe you do, because then like maybe it leads to I you know what? Maybe you do. So I think it depends. If you're talking about 30 if you're talking about three months you definitely do if you're talking about three months or 30 years you definitely let them know three hours
1: i think three hours you just fucking disappear i think three hours
0: you just you just, just sit disappear. back and soak i would spend three That's hours sitting back cord. and s- sit back and soaking in everything
1: no yeah it's either it's one of two it's the fight or flight right you either pull the rip cord and eject and run up because then I'm thinking, like, you run up credit card debt. And, like, well, then you would leave your wife and all this. Right. No. You couldn't do that. How much debt could you really run up in three hours? $3,000 maybe? Because you can't go anywhere. So you're what? You're drinking expensive booze or. Different. How long does it
0: take you to get caught for credit fraud?
1: More than three hours. Exactly. So, no, like. What, so you five, do five, three like,
0: months? Three months you could you could take out some crazy credit in some weird name
1: right no 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 and your wife months. doesn't know right but i'm saying three hours you got three hours that should pull the rip oh yeah
0: three hours is you, different. if you
1: leave her in debt what are you leaving her in like three thousand dollars worth of debt i mean that's hard but anybody can get over three thousand dollars in debt
0: but knowing my wife she would pay she would gladly pay that three thousand dollars for all those memories i think three months is a sweet spot three months you can get a lot done
1: you can three months you can because three months
0: I'm, I'm just like well fuck my job first of all And then we're just like, we're just going places. Like, just figure it out after I'm gone. But you tell her. Yes.
1: But three hours?
0: Three hours, you don't tell her. No
1: way. But are you in front of her those last 30 minutes? I could see where if you're in front of her those last 30 minutes, does she know? Like, if you're saying it's three months, you're going to tell her. And she's going to know. She's going to be with you those last 30 minutes. I don't think you're going to be able to convince her otherwise. Yeah. But if you don't tell her the last three hours, is she going to be around you those last 30 minutes?
0: I think the last 30 minutes you tell her. I I just, because just because like, I don't think it's fair for you to be like, well, she's just going to find me because you're not, maybe you're not leaving her in debt, but you're living her with that memory. Uh, Eh? Eh?
1: We're talking light switch here.
0: Well, for you, but I'm talking about thinking about her. Like
1: where, where do you want to be in the middle of the light switch? You want to be sleeping or relaxing, or do you, are you driving the wheel?
0: Well, I'm definitely not driving.
1: Right. But if you're told you got three hours, three hours can get away from you pretty quick.
0: It can, but I'll just pull over. Whatever. You know, you drive everywhere we go. It's great. <laughs> it's fine.
1: What? <laughs> it's just we're getting close to three hours here. We are. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that's, but when you think about, Like I thought about this the other day and I was like well what would I do right now if I was told I had 3 years. If you're told 3 years, that's it. That's the end. I mean 3 years, you can get a lot done. Right. What do you, what's number 1 on your list? What does it boil down to? Cuz it's going to if like legitimately actually legitimately if for whatever reason you had reason to believe that in three years you knew the date and time, whether it was a light switch or not a light switch. It would clearly take you some time to get your life in order. It would take you some time to figure out. And that's why we say three hours is not enough time. It's not enough time for you no. to figure out what is it I need to get done.
0: Yeah, you'd spend the first hour trying to process the fact that you're dying in three, right? So,
1: I But think- if you had three years, you had to take that hour,
0: Hell if you had if you had three weeks,
1: you take you, take, you get a
0: day to fucking meltdown.
1: You take that you take that hour or so to pull yourself together.
2: Yeah,
0: and you're like, we can we're gonna fucking. So then what buy are you a doing? Plane
1: what are you doing? Where, why are you, where? If you're buying a plane ticket, where are you going? What's first? Australia. Really? Yeah.
0: Australia. I'm gonna go dive uh, dive the Great Barrier Reef.
1: I want to go to Saudi Arabia, but I want to fix for what? Her. I want to fix her. Like I want somebody to takes care of all the bullshit. I just want to go to Saudi Arabia. Fixers
0: are very underrated.
1: Just see it, like
0: fixers are good.
1: Like go to. I want to go to like uh, the Philippines, mm. or, go, or go to like Malaysia and just have a fixer and just.
0: That's the other thing is like Central Asia is is really nice. That's that's another thing I want to do. I've heard like there's a great diving there. I mean, obviously,
1: the can, food scares me a little.
0: The food's probably scary, but you're dying.
1: Well, huh? No, like if I'm you dying, can't
0: die before you can't but, die before.
1: No, right? But if, but if I'm dying, I want French food. Then go to France because no go to France after the fact because because the French listen. The French understood that if you're gonna go, it's basted with butter.
0: <laughs> well, well, here's here's what's great. With that amount of time, you could go to both. You could end. You could end in France. Boom. You could end like that last 30 minutes it could be you stuffing your face with the best. Uh-huh. Like
1: you have no intentions of paying this bill. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cause you know, if you drop dead at the
0: table, the, they're not going to make the wife pay for it. No. Like, Oh my God, her husband just died. It's on the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Be like you're welcome. <laughs> There's like $300 bottle of wine sitting on the table. You know?
0: Oh my God. You just take him for a ride.
1: Can I tell you can I tell you a humble brag?
0: Give me the humble
1: brag my father in law was cleaning out his mom's closet and he found a bottle of Jack Daniels an yeah. old bottle of Jack Daniels yeah the seal had already been broken on it, so he'd already been sipping on it. He invites me over, and I see this, and I can tell it's old. It has the original Georgia stack uh Georgia tax stamp on it, but we couldn't find a date on that. And it's signed by the, uh, because it's like a, it's a distiller's taster blend or whatever. It's it's signed by the guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I start searching the internet and it's called the bell of Lincoln or a Lincoln bell, something along those lines. They were made in 1979, only one year, 1979. So this is like what 41 year old. Yeah. Like it's been in that bottle for 40 years kind of situation. The bottle, the empty bottle on eBay sells for $50. Wow. The full bottle sells for $400. It's amazing. And he's like, come back here. We got a plastic solo cup with some ice in it. And he pours, you know, three fingers in there. Easy as you pleasey. How was it? It was the best Jack Daniels you've ever drank in your life. It's it's exactly was what it
0: was it the best Jack Daniels you ever drank in your life because you knew because you knew the history.
1: No, it was legitimately.
0: Would you have known had he just poured regular Jack Daniels or like a current bottle into that
1: bottle? If he if he'd have poured Gentleman Jack out of there, it'd have been close. Yeah, I'd have been like, "This is really good, Gentleman Jack." Is what it would have been like. But anyway, what do you was,
0: think changed? Do you think it's just the the aging?
1: I have, uh, it's beyond my comprehension.
0: So, so what but you're saying? There's also a mental satisfaction of knowing I'm drinking history.
1: Well, I think it was a specialty bottle before. Sure, when it was first made, I imagine it was right. A it specialty. wasn't
0: just regular ass Jack from 1979.
1: Right, it was like high end Jack from 1979. Right, and then because it'd be, it was it'd only be like made, if you
0: bought a black black label of Bullet and right. just threw it in a closet, and your kids found it 30 years from now, Well,
1: it'd be like if the Bullet only made the black label in one year. Like it's a pink label of bullet that they only made in two thousand twenty.
0: So it's it's like it's like you're just you're just like, Man, I'm drinking something that probably no one I know will ever have a sip of.
1: Right. No. And it was like and it was good. And you're like, I mean, I'm not a big Jack Daniels fan, but I was like it's good, right?
0: Yeah. Scratch an itch. Yeah, sure.
1: But it was like it was one of those things like how many people get an opportunity to taste something like this? Yeah. To know that it's just a eh, really good Jack Daniels. Something. It's not $400.
0: <laughs> All I'm picturing in my head, and I don't know why I can't get this out of my head, is the Solo Cup, the Jack Daniels, and those long, weird-shaped ice cubes from a side-by-side fridge.
1: Mm-hmm. Ice maker? Yeah. No, it was uh, they don't have an ice maker. It was like the plastic ice maker okay. cubes. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't even that. It was just a bag of ice. Okay. Yeah.
0: So just a little... Yeah, just... <laughs> just, just just scoop it out. I got you. I got you. We still do the uh we don't have an ice maker, we do the, the plastic trays. I like those.
1: I'm a fan of the ice maker, my friend.
0: I look I pressing
1: a button and ice coming out of the door, it's like
0: I wouldn't turn down an ice maker. But
1: I really think that refrige manufacturers missed out installing a speaker on the door so that when you press it it wasn't like the angels choir going uh, Ice from nowhere. Yeah.
0: Well, you've also got, like, nice well water.
1: It's all right. Yeah. It's not great well water.
0: It's just We're on city field. tap, though.
1: Well, whatever. Water's waters, man. I mean, like, there's some, like, really. Unless you're in Flint. Yeah. It's like, there's some really shitty water in the world, man.
0: <laughs> you know, apparently some of the best water in the world in America uh, is in Macon, Georgia.
1: I I think that their, their water
0: processing plant is is the the top in the world.
1: I think some of the best water drinkers in the world are those people from like Guatemala. Or those people from like Central Mexico that just drink that water that'll just fucking rip your guts up? Mm-hmm. Their guts are fine, man. Like they, I mean, they're.
0: Can you imagine?
1: Like, what can they not handle? Mm-hmm. At that point, right? If you got the, if you've got the gut fla- fauna to handle that kind of water.
0: You're in good shape. Right? You're ready for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, man. You're ready for the apocalypse.
1: Those are the people that are gonna inherit the earth.
0: Um putting aside everything that's happened in twenty twenty, how how have you felt about your year? It's been We were talking about this right before we started.
1: It's I've described I've I've heard this year described as the letter K. Because the event happened. And some people lost their job and they lost everything and their graph just went down and down and down. And even with stimulus from the government or unemployment or uh, subsidies or whatever we can do to help those people, there's still a downward, right? Right. And there are people who didn't lose their job, who kept their job, who kept working. Who got stimulus? Who got subsidy? Who kept going up? And so it's a K, right? And I feel like I'm that upper leg of that K. I had a this year. You know, as good as anybody about how my year started.
2: Yeah, I was rough.
1: living. I was living with my mother in law, a double wide trailer. It's raining every day and they can't dig a septic tank until it's dry for three days in a row. So every day that it re- it rained, I just felt like someone was kicking me in the dick.
0: Five steps back, yeah.
1: Every day. It was I was just I was losing myself. And on top of that, a pandemic was hitting. I didn't know if I was gonna keep having a job and pay for this house that I'm building that will never fucking get built. Like I was losing myself. Right. And then I moved into a house. Your dream home. My home. It's done exactly the way I want it done. Yeah. The walls are where I want them. (laughs) Like, my my cousin came to visit, and she goes, man, building a house must be better than buying it. And I said, I don't know if I'd ever build another house. I was like, how many people do you know build two houses? Nobody wants to go through that again. She goes, yeah, but my, my... Cousin's is the kind of person that'll buy a house and then completely renovate it before she moves in. She goes, yeah, but if you build it, you don't have to renovate it before you move in. It's the way you want it. And I was like... Oh,
0: you know. You're moving into exactly what you want, and that's the discussion we've been having of, like, renovate this place, move in somewhere that's exactly what you want. And I was like... "No, oh, But, yeah, but here's... I'm on, I'm on to the trick. It'll be exactly what you want to move into, but there's going to be changes made.
1: Oh, it's... I'm not dumb. There's things about my house that I would like to change right now. And there's small, minuscule things that you don't have the foresight to see. Like there's an electrical outlet that I'd like to have moved. And there's, I mean, and these are things that will probably never happen because it's just, it's a $300 job. And I just don't want to throw $300 at this. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like if I had, if, if I had fuck you money, sure. Why not? Yeah, but I don't have, I don't have. Money no No right. one, no one does right now. <laughs>
1: not right now. But yeah, I moved into the house that I've always wanted. And I'm living there, and I have a job still, doing quite well at my job. And my family's doing quite well. We just had an amazing Christmas. I'm not paycheck to paycheck. I'm not. I'm doing okay. It's good. If I got $600 or if I got $2,000, that doesn't change me. It just changes how much money I'm spending. mm. 'Cause I'm at a situation where I don't have to save money. So if I got either one of those stimulus checks, they're both getting spent. A hundred percent. None of it's getting saved.
0: Ours showed up today.
1: <laughs> right? I mean I could I don't know. That money's spent.
0: I don't think that's a bad thing though. Like I'm, I think so, that well, I,
1: I, I, I you know. I'm not I'm not
0: I'm not ignorant to the fact that there are people that had a rough year. I know there's people people there's people that have died like honestly like they didn't get the heads up of you got 3 years or you got 30 days or yeah. you got 3 weeks like yeah. they don't they didn't get that heads up
1: you got 14 days I'm thankful I'm 100% thankful Yeah no I it's I've had a great year it's been a great year I'm looking forward to next year because next year can only get better than this year
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: It's either next year's either getting better or it's treading water, and both of those aspects sound pretty good to me. Right. I don't see how next year gets any worse. I, I don't see how. <laughs> no, I don't have to knock on wood, man. <laughs> I've got confidence. I I've been through really bad years in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been unemployed with a wife and two kids. I've. With my wife unemployed as well. Like, I've been there.
0: I can't imagine that stress.
1: I've been... I've been through some shit, and you just get to the other side. And so, no matter how bad 2013 was for me, or 2020 at the beginning was for me, no matter how bad it was being in that double-wide trailer with my in-laws, just clawing my eyeballs out, right? No matter how bad that was, I got through it. I got through it because I had great friends like you. I got through it because I had a loving wife. I got through it because I had an amazing family. Right? Mm -hmm. Whether you believe agree, I had amazing in laws who understood that I needed some space, and not to ask about why I needed space, but just (laughs) accept that me and them had spent too much time together. They felt the same way. We we see eye to eye. No one was yeah. That's stressful, right? Right? Yeah. They saw that, and I had that support. And so, like, no matter how bad any year is for you, whatever that year is, no matter if you've had a bad year, you've had a bad five years, you've had a bad ten years, right, we can persevere. We can be right. resilient. We can get to the other side. It's just another challenge. You're going to have an amazing year. Next year for you, Jeremy, it's going to yeah. be incredible, man. You're getting a, new, a beautiful daughter. You're going to get a beautiful daughter. And your life is going to change. You're going to become a father. You're going to become married to a mother. You're going to see amazing things come up this next year, no matter what happens in this world, no matter who's president, no matter who's the majority leader of the Senate, no matter if Adolf Hitler's walking around, for the most part, come on, dude. Yeah. It's going to be a great year.
0: No. And and, well, that's the thing is like.
1: And I look forward to it. Like, cause it's going to be great
0: as bad as it has been for a lot of people. Like we've not been ignorant of the fact that we're very lucky to have a lot of time together before having a kid. Like to, to even like, though, you know, we're working from home, we're right next to that, each other, bud, even you know better than
1: that. But you're going to have a lot of time with your kid right after they're born. That a not a lot of people get, not True. a lot of people get paternity leave like what you're going to get. Yeah. Not a lot of people get maternity leave. Like your, your wife's going to get yeah, I mean, she's still going to be working and stuff, but the kid's going to be right there, and that's amazing. Yeah, to it's going right to be cool.
0: There. It's going to be cool. I'm looking it's, forward to 2021, and and for me, 2020 wasn't as bad. Like, and and I'm not being I'm not being insensitive to people who had a terrible 2020 because I know there are people that did. But 2020 I, sucked. There were things that we
1: could not do in 2020 that me and you would probably have rather done. Oh,
0: 100. Like it's it's one of those like. Like today when we were trying to get together and I was just kinda of like, Well, let's go and I was just like I was slipping into that old way of It's like, Well, let's go get something to eat or whatever, and I was right. just kinda of like, Ah, maybe not. Maybe just come over here. But even then you're like, you're like, ah, someone's coming over. Like it it becomes this orchestra. Even when it's the closest to family, you're like, What were they doing? Like, you know, like it's it's tough. No, I it's tough.
1: It's so I mean it's happened, but I think that I, that's what we do. We persevere. We get to the other side. Yeah. That's what we do. That's 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 why we are successful because we put the work in to get to the other side. We've been through you've been through some downtimes. Yeah. Worse than 2020. 100%. 100%. I know that's said. Personally
0: 100%. I mean I obviously, yeah.
1: I know you've had bad years, man. But you're looking at some of the best years ahead of you. And that's the that's the craziest part about having a kid is that next year I get to see my son start falling in love with different things as he matures. I get to see my daughter and the friends that she makes. And that's another year, right? That's another set of experiences. That's another, because every day you're just figuring it out, man. It's, Mm -hmm. this is the book that you don't get to put down. This is the movie that you don't get to hit pause on. This is it's kind of cool. It's the best man. It's the best. That's why it's, when we were in the when I was in the military, they talked strongly uh, because there's a really big problem with uh, suicide, specifically in the army. I think it was something along the lines of 22 veterans kill themselves every day, a horrible statistic, right? And then and they're trying to figure out why is it being in the military and all of the training and everything that we teach you how to do, we can't teach you how to continue to want to live. And I don't know if it's that's training or or whatever it is, but like bad as it is I mean you've seen some shit
0: yeah it's and a, you're
1: still alive man
0: so this too shall pass
1: you're like still you're still with it hundred percent and that's that's what I love about life is even if twenty twenty one is the worst year for me ever yet if if it gets worse than than my worst year if that's what happens to me in twenty twenty one so be it I look forward to getting over it I look forward to twenty twenty two or just not even it's that's what's weird about like hey it's your 8th birthday how do you feel
0: right a lot like, hard.
1: a lot like 7 huh
0: i've always had a problem with encapsulating all uh, encapsulating problems within a defined like
1: 365 days
0: 365 days it's like no shit's either good or it's bad like it doesn't matter what year it is like you either are going through some shit or you're going through good times right that's that's really about it Precisely, man. You can't you can't put it into one thing. So,
1: but twenty twenty, if you had to encapsulate it in three hundred sixty five days, right? We started. This is something else that I think has happened is as a culture and because of the internet, we're way more aware of everything globally. Mm-hmm. So the year started with horrible wildland fires in Australia, news that probably wouldn't have been news to us in the nineteen without the internet in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. 1980s. yeah. It would have come on like Dan Rather, nightly news, maybe two nights.
0: Right. They might have touched on it Monday and Wednesday or something like that.
1: Well, they would try to touch on it like a Monday, Wednesday, and then like three weeks later, they would have talked, touched on it again on like a Monday, Wednesday. And you'd have been like, oh man, that's still, still going, going, on. going on. Yeah. Yeah. You would have that reaction to it. And I think that's what led to, to COVID and what it was. I mean, we knew about it in China, and we saw those internet memes and those internet gifs of China and, like, the horrible things we were seeing. But We didn't understand it, but we saw it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Before it ever got here, we saw it, and it, we were scared of it before it got here. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be scared of a virus, the deadly pandemic. If there's anything you should be scared of, it's something you can't see, something you can't witness, something you can't avoid.
0: You can't know how it affects you versus when, how it affects someone else you love. Like it's tough when,
1: when you're driving and you see it a patch of ice, you know, to avoid it. You, if you see a wreck in front of you, you know, to slow down and avoid the wreck, right? The things that you see coming at you. Those are the things you prefer. Those are things that aren't scary. Cause those are the things, you know, I know how to solve this problem. I see it coming. I can solve this problem. Yeah. Pandemics disease. That's, yeah, it's terrifying. The AIDS pandemic where it became terrifying to have sex. Like, the,
0: the unknown, right? It's yeah, the unknown.
1: the un- the unseeable. So I, I'm totally with it. I wear my mask everywhere I go. I think that wearing a mask to me is more a signal of solidarity than it is a signal of, of health and hygiene. It's respect. I do, I do believe that there's health and hygiene involved. Sure. It's respect. It's, it's solidarity. Respect.
0: It's, it's, it's respect of being like, look, I don't know how what I'm doing will affect you, so let me shield you from that.
1: Let me shield you from me. It's it's as much respect as I have by wearing pants over my penis.
0: Right. Covering up your junk.
1: Because you don't see that. No.
0: I don't. I really don't.
1: <laughs> That's but it. That's it. You, The old fuckers in the chimps that prop their legs up with their... It's a lack of respect. Their old nut balls dangling dangling down are the same fuckheads that won't wear a mask. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a, it's it's literally a. I cannot
1: put your dick away. That's what it is. Yeah. Wear a mask. Put yeah. your dick away. Do you hear me, Krista? I put it away. I put it
0: away. <laughs> 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 but no, it's 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 it. Literally, is a respect thing of like. You know, you you just have to
1: shoes, no shirt, no service. Like, how do? That's no. why I want. I want if I had the Doc Brown time machine. I would research when that first came into law just to see, but my freedom, me wearing shoes to come in here is tyranny.
0: Well, we, we talked about, I mean, me and the wife talked about that just today. We were talking about like, how would every, how would everybody do with war rationing? You know what I'm saying? Like war rationing. Yeah. The general public, most people will be like, well, this is what it is. But there are those people that are like, my how dare you! Yeah, how dare you!
1: I'm gonna eat three pounds of bacon today.
0: Well, what I will say is, I'm glad that most of this podcast was centered around just nonsense, <laughs> as it it's, normally is. It is nonsense. It is nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Every <laughs> day is
1: nonsense. That she, looks like she's the
0: taking the pie. choco pie down.
1: I bet she is.
0: It's all yours.
1: Well, she forgot to eat, and it's not all hers.
0: Save me a bite. Uh, one bite or three bites. Three bites. No, three's fine. <laughs> Love you. Um, so I have to ask. Yeah.
1: I not picked out a name yet.
0: We have. We haven't said it on a podcast, though. Don't say it. I'll let you know after the podcast. But you, you got one? I got one.
1: Good, good. good I thought good. I told you already. No.
0: Uh, I'll tell you. Good, good, good.
1: I'll tell you. Names are cool. Like picking out a name. Yeah. Like, my daughters came because, well, I knew that if, so, I'm named after my great grandfather, Clint White.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my grandfather's name was Lewis Carson. But everybody called him Carson. So, I thought his first name was Carson. So, I decided that my firstborn son was going to be named Carson. Mm-hmm. My firstborn was a girl. And we're trying to think of names for girls. And I was like, coming up with names, asking my wife to come up with names. We're kind of struggling. And then uh, the name Catherine came up, call her Katie for short, and we we're like, we we're both like, yeah, we like that name. It was one of those like, it was just you say it out loud, and then they say it back at you, and you go, yeah, that works, and that works. Yeah, it was just mutually agreed upon. But getting to pick out someone's name—that's
0: nuts. What their their like what—that's what audibly identifies them for the rest of their lives. Well, right? I mean, unless they change their name, but, but audibly <laughs> but no, identifies. No them.
1: who changes their name?
0: There's some people, but not Optimus many.
1: Prime. No. Nah. He wishes he didn't. Really. Like if Optimus Prime had enough money to change his name, he really wish he had enough money to change his name back.
0: <laughs> hey, some people do it, man. I but but I but here's the thing, like I think it's I think it's kind of neat. Like there's a lot of thought that went into it. Yeah. Because you're like, well, okay.
1: I got to be able to spell it. They got to be able to spell it.
0: Yeah, exactly. How how confusing will it be for other people to spell it? How much like you, you as you soon as someone tells you a name, you're like you're like, "Okay, let's see. How many different we, ways can you make fun of this name? What does it rhyme
1: with?" We went to high school with one of the most badass women in the face of the earth who probably has to correct people on how to pronounce her name her entire life. Yeah. I I can't even do it today. Today I couldn't do it without fucking it up. Talking about B? Yeah. See, yeah. you're not even going to try.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I know how to say it. I just don't want to put her name out there. Yeah. She's a badass.
1: I, I, the most.
0: It's, uh, it's incredible. I would
1: make an extra effort to pronounce it right to her face. You fit your ass. <laughs> I'm just yeah. teasing. I'm, yeah. She's a nice look. She's though, great. No worries.
0: She's great. She might I'll, kick your face off, but she's great.
1: But you know what? As she's kicking my face off, I'll be like. I deserve that. I had that coming to
0: me. I had that coming. <laughs> Even
1: if I didn't, I did. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but goddamn, man. I had I to say 2020 was, Uh. you know, I know that as many people that had a bad year, there are people that had good years and that people that are thankful for the time they had with, you know, off, you know, maybe at home working or, or hanging out with someone they love. Um,
1: 2020's isolation taught me how to have friends mm-hmm. and taught me who my friends were. Yeah. It taught me that if you want to have a friendship or a relationship with someone, you have to call them. You have to reach out to them. You have to let them know that you check on them. And then to know that you have a friend is to know that you have someone who reaches out to you and checks on you and just makes sure, Hey man, how's your day been? Yeah. And 2020 showed me that it's just as important to ask people how they're doing as it is to get asked how you're doing. And, and now that I know this, it's like I know the secret. I know the superpower. I know the ant 42, man. Yeah. The answer to the world's problems right there. <laughs> I, I know that 2021, no matter if I'm locked down or if I'm not locked down, if I have a disease, if I don't have a disease, if I have a job, if I don't have a job, I know that there are people who are going to ask me, are you all right? And if I tell them no, I know there are people out there that will help me. Sure. And I know that there are people out in this world that I will ask, Hey man, are you doing all right? And if they say no, what can we do, bud?
0: Yeah. And talk it, to me about it. Like I may not be a professional, but talk to me about it.
1: But but knowing that I have that that support group makes twenty twenty one, hey. Sh- Here it comes. All downhill.
0: Hundred percent. Cheers.
1: Cheers. To twenty twenty one. Happy new to year, guys. Twenty
0: twenty one, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You can follow the show at Lopez Radio. You can follow that guy at Vanshee underscore radio on Twitter. Um Hopefully, uh hopefully 2021 brings us some more of these podcasts. At either at either cost there will be more to be had for sure.
1: We're the hipster guys making vinyl. We are.
0: We are. We're gonna we're gonna be burying those fossils that no one's gonna dig up. <laughs> burying the fossils that no one will dig up. It's Lopez radio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out here and uh, actually talk some shit about people. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we'll see you, uh, see you in 2021. Happy New Year to you. Be safe out there. Later, Banshee.